ladies and gentlemen, Aaron, first caller ever on the Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular. Hang on a sec, Steve. I gotta get... You just hang on me? What? I just got hung on. I was just, what in the world is going on here? On this episode of Geek Out Loud, it is an impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular, where we don't jump into your emails, but we jump into your calls. On this, your safe place to geek out, this is the Geek Out Loud podcast. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com, a blog that um, has been taken over by so many guest writers, I can't even begin to name them. My name's Steve Walsh, and I'm your host on this, your safe place to geek out, and glad to have you along with me. Now, the other night, and this has been a couple of weeks ago, and so so this, everything you're about to hear is very much post-production on a podcast. Um, we... I was I just gotten through recording Starkville's House of Ale and decided, you know what, let's try to do something a little different with Geek Out Loud. And so I put a call out on the Twitter. You can follow me on the Twitter at Big Honkin and said, Hey, if anyone wants to join in, here's how you can do so. And we did an impromptu call in show that ended up lasting a good two hours or so. And uh, had a lot of good conversations with a lot of you, the listening audience, part of the greatest listening audience in the universe. And um, had a great time. Before we jump into that, and and I will introduce each caller as we come to it, or each segment, um, I just want to make a few things known real quick. We I do have to get another Geek Out Loud out really soon, uh, just to for no other reason than emails. Uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. That's what Geek Out Loud has become is emails. But also, we have coming down the pipe an awesome interview uh, with Jesse Harnell, the the lead singer of. Rock Sugar, which is my new favorite band. Hopefully we'll be releasing that uh, just a couple of days after this is released as a special edition. It's not a very long interview, but it'll be out there for you guys. And um, also, if you head over to geekoutonline.com right now, you will see a blog by my good friend Jesse. Jesse is one of the funnest writers I've, I've ever known. He, I just, I've always enjoyed his writing style. And um, he... About a year and a half ago or so, jumped headfirst into the Star Wars Expanded Universe by way of the various novels that are out there. So so it is that Jesse just wanted a place to really kind of celebrate his love of these things. You're not going to find a place where Jesse complains about um, uh, continuity problems. You're not going to see, you're not going to find a place where he talks about what's wrong with the Clone Wars or what's wrong with this novel. He's just going to talk about 
the novels that he's reading and and what he thinks of them. You can head, you can check that out. Number one, he's doing a series right now for GeekOutOnline.com. His top ten favorite moments in the Star Wars novelizations, but also uh, he has a whole blog devoted to that. It's StarWarsBookReport.com. StarWarsBookReport.com. So head over there and and check that out. And, uh, and I think you'll find some good reading by Jesse. Well, before, you know what, I don't want to go too long. We just want to jump right into things. We had a caller who hung up on me. You know who you are, Krypton Man, at A-Rut on the Twitter. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so it was that he did not end up being the first caller of the night. For our impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular um, our first caller was Lori, and Lori and I talked a lot of things. We talked comics big time, and Lori gave us an update on The Blackest Night because I haven't been able to read it, and so spoilers are going to be around in here, so if you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to jump ahead about 10 minutes and on to the next caller. But, uh, but right now, we're going to jump into talking to Lori. Hey, Lori, Big Honk and Steve. Hello. Hey, listen, um... You you were not you were going to be the second caller, but I don't mind telling our listeners that Aaron just kind of hung up on me. Oh jeez, uh, who was going to be the first caller? So you're the first caller to the Geek Out Loud call in spectacular, the impromptu call in spectacular. How you doing? I'm doing good. What are you geeking out about, Lori? Uh well, right now I'm just hanging out on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, about it. What have you been geeking out about lately? Oh, Blackest Night number eight, uh, Brightest Day, which came out today, which I haven't read yet. Yeah, uh, Doctor Who, you know the usual geek stuff. Yeah. Now, Blackest Night. Aaron was trying to talk to me a little bit about Blackest Night, and he he got uh, he got bumped off, and um, and so he didn't get to tell me how things because I've not been reading Blackest Night. So let's put a spoiler alert out there. Spoiler alert, everyone. How did Blackest Night end? It ended with Jeff Johns bringing back several iconic characters. Uh, they got rid of the Black Hand, and Necron was basically defeated, but we're not sure if it's completely completely defeated. And there still is a White Lantern uh, out there that they were seeing less covering up in like a manhole, like a, you know, like a putting dirt over it so basically hawkman uh hawkgirl are back alive again dead man's alive again aquaman's back from the dead uh maxwell lord who of course was uh killed by a wonder woman is alive again uh hawk from hawk and dove is alive again uh digger um captain boomerang is alive again um it, it basically jeff john said dead is dead but if you're alive then you're alive so now Hawkman had been turned into a Black Lantern, right? Right. He and uh, Kendra, but she came back as Shaira. Okay. So they're back to normal, and, and Aquaman is back, not just as a Black Lantern, but as Aquaman. Yes. Aquaman! Um, now, so what is Brightest Day all about, then? How is, how, I mean, how is this going to be a, a... I mean, I know you haven't read it yet, but but was there a cliffhanger that was that was left... Basically, everyone that Jeff Johns brought back to life, and I'm sorry, he brought back Osiris too, uh, Black Adam Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I, from what I'm understanding is everyone that he brought back is going to be the main characters in Blackest Night. It looks like it's set up like another 52. Okay. Really? Are, now, but they're not going to do like one a week, are they? Uh, it's going to be bi-weekly. Okay. So it's going to be 26. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it looks like the main characters are definitely going to be uh, Dead Man, 
of course, you know, Boston brand. Yeah. Uh, apparently, and this is a spoiler alert, uh, Aquaman looks into his reflection in the pool and he sees this Black Lantern version of himself. Aquaman! Wow, so so he's having, so it's one of those freaky zombie moments. Do you think that's something that, that's what's really under there, or is it just something still, he's mental things, or... I think it's a mental thing, but uh, I was uh, I was hanging out on various forums today, and from what I understand is that each character is going to be one of the uh, the lanterns, you know, rage, arverence, fear, hope, hate. So each character that's been resurrected quite possibly could represent one of those in uh, Brightest Day. Right, right. Well, now, what about... Um I, I, because I'm intrigued with Aquaman being back. Is he Aquaman long hair beard? Nope, it's good old fashioned super friends. You got both hands. Yep. Wow. How do you feel? I don't know how I feel about that. I'm okay with it. Um, not my not my favorite character, but I I can live with what they're gonna do. A uh, couple of years ago. They did something called the Obsidian Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I remember that. And of yeah, course, I he was a major story. character in that. And that was probably my favorite Aquaman story. Yeah, that I was sound like really a good. Real comic book geek, don't I? <laughs> well, no, I remember that. I love that story. And what I really loved about that story was the aftermath. How it let us it let us see just how incredibly powerful um, Plastic Man is. Right, because right. they were they had all come back through time. Plastic Man had basically been destroyed, and they went and they were getting little pieces of him and putting him back together, and it was just creepy. But at the same time, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's like a freaking immortal. Um, but yeah, that was a great Aquaman story because he had been dead, and they mm-hmm. were and they were finding him again or something. So that yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, so do you do mainly DC? You don't do the Marvel? Oh, um, I do both. Yeah. Well, now, uh, but I admit I'm a DC girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marvel's got the whole Siege thing going on right now, leading up to Age of Heroes. Um, I, I was just telling Aaron that I have picked up the Fall of the Hulk stuff and and was really digging on some of that uh, because I just I don't have the money right now to really do the comics the way I'd like to. You know, you want to buy everything, but sometimes reality doesn't let you do that. What about, um, you say you're into Doctor Who, Lori. Mm-hmm. What about... Uh, how do you feel about the new Doctor Who there? Well, I haven't seen the, uh, the the new episode, but I did see the trailer and a little too Twilighty for me. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm going to reserve judgment until I, I see it. I'm still trying to get over the Doctor's death. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was a really intense finale, I thought. But good. I liked it, yeah. but I, 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 I'll have to see. I'll probably... See it in the next couple of weeks, but uh, the, the new Doctor, um, most people are saying to give him benefit of the doubt, but for me, it, it's just a little bit too much Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now, uh, Stephen Moffat, or Moffat, is going to be the showrunner. Yes. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about him? Um, I think he does a decent job. Um, he's done a lot of work with both Doctor Who and, of course, Torchwood. And uh, he was one of the main showrunners on Children of the Earth, which was the uh, Torchwood uh, miniseries that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's, it's going to be quite interesting to see how he's going to put more storyline and more focus on the past history of the Doctors versus what Russell T. Davies did, where he sort of created a more Earth-centric uh, a Doctor who had more emotions. This is going to harken back to the Tom Baker dates of this new Doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how they take it. I, I've got a good friend. Well, Casey, she's been on the show before. And she says she's just going to choose to believe that her Doctor Who is over and she's going to watch this and give it a chance. But, it, you know, if it doesn't go that great, then that's fine, too. So, um, but anyhow, well, Lori, thanks for being a part of the call-in, the impromptu call-in spectacular. This is Thank all you. a work in progress to see how it works out. And thanks for being a part of the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. Sure, no problem. All right, Lori, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. Bye. See ya. And we do thank Lori for calling in. Our next caller is a longtime listener to Geek Out Loud. And um, big. he's one of the few people I'm willing to call a fan of the show. Um, all the time I'm getting messages from him, and, and he's telling me what he's geeking out about, that sort of thing. A great guy. He's made appearances on the Media Junkyard before. And uh, without further ado, let's just bring him in. This will be Sam. <laughs> Sam! Hola. What's going on, man? Oh, dude, this is awesome. I'm so glad to be able to get to talk to you. It is the impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular. I mean, like literally this. five minutes before I did this, I said, let's try to figure out how this is going to work and, and bring some people on the Skype and and do this thing up. And so uh, it's good to talk to you, sir. Yes, definitely good to talk to you. You haven't uh, read anything of mine, or I haven't said anything to you in a long time. Yeah, I know, right? It's like you just fell off the face of the earth. What are you geeking uh, out about? Oh, well, uh, 80s stuff. I'm trying to get my uh, <laughs> yes. 80s podcast going, and I'm just kind of geeking out a little bit about that. And, yeah, yeah. I... Uh, watching watching a little bit of The Crystal Skull. Yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you know. So. Hey, how did you feel about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Well, when I, when I saw it initially, my wife and I actually got to go see it for my birthday when it came out, which right. I was pretty stoked about. And uh, we got to see it for free. And it was I thought it was pretty good for an Indiana Jones movie. Right, right. But there was, there was a few elements that I wasn't quite sure about. I mean, sci-fi or more science fiction stuff to an Indiana Jones movie made me kind of go, huh? What? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because of the whole alien thing. And yeah, everything. yeah. Like, I uh, think I think mm. that I think that threw a lot of people out. But then I go back to, you know, if you're not a religious person, then the Ark of the Covenant's going to kind of throw you off. Or, you know, if you're not into Eastern mysticism, then the stones from the Temple of Doom, you know, kind of throw you off. And well, the same, you know, same thing with the Holy the Grail. The Holy Grail, exactly. Yeah. But I also recognize that what Lucas wanted to do was go from that 30s, 40s serial type thing to more of the 50s B-movie. You know, he was going with the times there. You know, Indiana Jones was now in a different time, and so the adventure felt had a different uh, different feel to it, I guess you should say. But I, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it's, it. It's really cool. It's really cool because the way he did that was the uh, age gap between the third movie yeah, and this yeah, one, yeah, with, he's that old in real life. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So you don't really get to have to have a ton of extra makeup done on him and everything to kind of make it believable, right? That he is really that old. You know, I and the two, I found myself when I was watching that movie, like I realized about halfway through, I was just sitting there with a big stupid grin on my face. 
I mean, yeah, I was, my wife was looking at me like, "What are you geeking about now? What's wrong with you?" I was just going, so happy. Honey, yeah, I was just so happy just to sit there and watch Indiana Jones do his thing, and you know, for all the silliness that was there, whether it be Mutt swinging through the trees with the monkeys or whatever the case may be, it just <laughs> there were so many great Indiana Jones moments, and I absolutely enjoyed it. I just really, really did. Yes, so. I, I I completely concur with that. That was, I mean, that for for any Nina Jones movie, it was, uh, for lack of a term, better term, epic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I um, I, I was. You mentioned the '80s stuff. I I actually was watching some Thundercats the other day. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. And well, I realized how little of the Thundercats I saw as a kid. Um, because I'm watching that pilot episode oh. and they're all walking around naked on the spaceship. I'm like, what kind of cartoon is this? Hey! Yeah, no kidding. Hey, who put this in? What kind of sick, twisted people are you? <laughs> Someone needs to call Edna. That's right. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was like, what? Who thought this would be a good idea? Who thought that this would be the way to go with, with, with naked cats? And what kind of, what kind of things were we watching in the 80s, you know? That's okay. It reminds me of the the Silverhawks. Who I was over at my oh, uh, parents' yes. place just recently, and my little boy found the the leader of the Silverhawks. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember his name. Yes, but yes. he asked me, "What's this, Daddy?" I'm like, "Honey, that's called a Silverhawk." He's like, "Oh, okay," and what? he just runs off and starts playing <laughs> with it. It's like, and it's amazing how those toys have stand stood the test of time. I mean, he plays with some of my old Transformers stuff. Oh that, yeah, some yeah. of which I don't really care too much about anymore because right. it's kind of. Put through the ringer by me. Sure, sure. So it's, I mean, because I got the scorp, the big scorpionock with the head and everything, and he plays with. He used to play with that quite a bit until, yeah, took a piece off of it, and I'm like, oh, okay, no. you're done. Oh wow, wow. But it was like, wow. They, I mean, he's definitely. It, it's amazing to watch a little five year old boy going, "Daddy, Daddy, what's this?" And he geeks out about the Star Wars and the clone wars and everything else and it's just so cool and just from a father's perspective going wow my son is definitely my son he's liking a lot of the same things i am sure oh this is gonna be great when he gets older <laughs> well the thing is um the the thing is is all these kids they see this stuff and and there are it's, they get they totally just buy into it and jump onto it. Yeah, I, I go back to I don't, I'm going to say something. You, I think you'll back me up on this. Being a child of the '80s, um, other people might find it a little controversial. Go for it. I you know you you we've got you got GI Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, even the Silverhawks, even the GoBots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're he, going going old school there. He Man. Um, Man. All this stuff from the 80s. You know, Saturday morning cartoons in the 80s were at their prime. Uh, Definitely. Smurfs, Gummy Bears, Snorks, uh, Super the Friends. Tag show. Do what now? Even the laser tag cartoon. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. Dude, you had Captain Power in the 80s, which was like I it, totally Power. innovative. I still have the, sh the ships. Yes. Two of the, the bad guy's <laughs> ship and the, and the good guy's ship. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then... Um, you hit the 90s, and though the 90s gave us some great things, Batman animated series, Superman animated series, Animaniacs, there were some great cartoons, but it's like 
nothing really had the staying power with kids. I don't know that kids are going to be nostalgic for some of the stuff from the 90s. I, I talked to older people, you know, college kids that were kind of born in the 90s coming up, and they were children in the 90s or whatever, young adults, and they just don't have that nostalgia factor. And then you sit down, and, and by the end of the 90s, cartoons had gotten to be so, every single one of them, so stylized that there was, you know, there was a weird inconsistency to the animation that's out there and, and the stuff that kids are into so that you show them something like Transformers or G.I. Joe or Thundercats or, or, or whatever the case may be, especially Star Wars. And kids absolutely eat that crap up. And oh, I, yeah. I just go, I just say, 80s were the greatest time to be a kid ever. Oh, amen. I, I completely agree with you on that. And, and there's, I've got uh, a guy that I go to school with right now as I'm going for IT stuff right now trying to better myself and my family situation and he and i talk about stuff like that all the time and he's like yeah the best 90s cartoon ever was the batman animated series and i really don't really can't really argue with him about that because really the cartoons in the 90s outside of you know reintroducing transformers and the the beast wars cartoon towards the end of the 90s really there wasn't much that was there that was decent at least that i could find that i happen to really latch on to and like when i was that old yeah yeah it's uh you know it's it's just such a it was a neat time to be a kid and and i don't know like i i don't know how many kids from the 90s still have their toy collections i mean i kept everything i mean up until i had to sell some stuff on ebay i had all of the gi joe stuff i had all the transformers you know i've still got my full star wars collection from being a kid and it's just I don't know. I don't. I don't see anything with that kind of staying power anymore. Um, really, there isn't. I mean, just from a point of view from where you and I grew up. I mean, yeah. we're pretty close to the same age, same year that we were born. Right, anyway, right. now, and, Sam, yeah. how old are your kids? Oh uh, well, let's see. My daughter is fourteen, mm-hmm. and kind of geeks out about some of the similar stuff that I do. Right. My son is five. And we have our nephew living with us, and he is going to turn four here in about a month. Yeah. Okay. So I got a huge, huge, a huge age gap, gap there. difference, and then I got a small gap difference. Now so. I'm, I got to say this for for recent cartoons. I was introduced last week by a friend with a kid to um, Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> My son loves them, dude. They're hilarious. Freaking Phineas and Ferb, awesome, great stuff. It just, just great stuff, and I, I was tripping out watching that stuff. It was so stinking funny. The little jingle they have when they go to the, uh, to the evil place. Oh yeah, trips me <laughs> out, man. Just freaking trips me out. And so, uh, so yeah. I mean, so there's some good stuff out there, I guess. But, but at the end of the day, um, you know. It's <laughs> it's just I, I was just I gotta love the eighties. Gotta love the eighties. Well Sam, it's it's been great to talk to you, man. Thanks for being a part yes. of the uh the first ever impromptu geek out loud call in spectacular. Well, not a problem, sir. I appreciate your uh last minute doing this and uh anybody that wants to follow me can hit at Yate and twenty four on Twitter. Sounds good, man. And uh, I'm not going to pimp out too much of the other stuff. But, there you go. <laughs> I really don't have much anything else right now. There you go. The there so. you go. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot, Sam. We'll talk to you later, dude. No problem. Thanks, All right, Steve. See you.
Next on the list, we brought in a very special caller. She's been on the show before. She's a member of the Shoe Brain Trust over at Starkville's House of L, uh, smallvillepodcast.com. Uh, talking about Kim, and Kim talks about something near and dear to her heart as she's trying to raise money uh, for Walk Now for Autism Speaks, which is coming up in just a few weeks. It, April has been Autism Awareness Month, and uh, Kim every year uh, participates in her regions or her areas walk now for autism speaks and she had a lofty goal this year of raising over two thousand dollars at the time of the recording she was almost there uh she has now surpassed that goal and is reaching toward the three thousand dollar mark last year uh you guys were so great to reach out and help her out and uh and she's back this time around and you can get information as to how to find where you can donate and stuff as i talk to kim and kim also gives us the report from WonderCon. Here's Kim. What's up, Kim? Hey, Steve. Kim, welcome back to, or welcome officially, to the first ever impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular. You're hilarious. You're hilarious. Welcome. I'm Thank so, you. I'm so glad you're here. I know. It's good to talk to you. kim a member of the shoe brain trust dear friend of mine um it is autism awareness month uh, across the nation and you are gearing up for walk now for autism is that what it's It's, called yeah it's it's walk now for autism speaks walk now for autism speaks a lot of a lot of walking a lot of speaking yeah, so, a lot of walking. So, a lot uh, of yeah, we talked about, you know, Autism Speaks, great, great organization uh, that devotes uh, so much energy and so much. I mean, every, they're fully devoted to, to helping people who are affected by this disease. And, uh, and you have busted your butt to raise money uh, for your walk this year. Yeah, I have. Well, I do it every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not not saying that you don't do it every year, Kim. I'm just saying that we're in the present (laughs) right now. We're in the present right now. Yeah, I do. What's your goal, Kim? $2,000. $2,000. I know. I usually do $1,000, but I thought I'd, like, I don't know, make it. How much much did you get last year? Uh, Almost $1,500. So, and I had set a goal of $1,000. So, I was like, yay. I was excited. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to get over 2000 this year, though. And I think I can, because I've been doing it for less than a week, and I almost got, like, 800 bucks. So, that's, um, awesome. you know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, they've set up a link through Smallville Podcast to get over to your to your uh, donation page at charity.smallvillepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And everybody can head there and, and donate, donate, donate. Just, just, it's a great cause. Kim's a great person. And I think you should donate. Um, Kim, what have you been geeking out about lately? What have I been geeking out about? Um, God. <laughs> other than other than Twilight. Um, is there something other than Twilight? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, well, let me ask. Well, let me ask you this, because um, mm-hmm. you're a Heroes fan girl. I am. Um. Are you, are, have they gotten renewed yet, or do we know? No, we don't know yet. Oh, my God, did I tell you I saw Allie Larder last weekend at WonderCon? It was really no. exciting. I know. 
That was cool. She's How was US. she? I didn't realize you were going to WonderCon until I started seeing all this stuff. Yeah, it's right here in San Francisco, so it's hecka close. It's like 45 minutes. Done. Cool. And um, actually, Chris came out and went with me, and we had we had a lot of fun. So, hey. <laughs> well, awesome. Sorry, Richard just walked in. <laughs> hey, Richard. Edit. edit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah. No, so last year you were so freaking awesome, um, and you went to WonderCon, and you got me. Didn't I mean you didn't mean to get me this, but you got to meet and talk to Carrie Fisher, and get okay. her autograph, and she loved you so much, which is not surprising at all. She loved you so much <laughs> that uh, that she gave you an extra little card that she signed. And and you then sent it to me. I know because she I had her she signed my book and I was that was like my treasure I love her books and um I, she was she saw my wishful drinking no. and <laughs> <laughs> have you read it it's no awesome. I haven't I haven't oh god she's hilarious but um yeah so she was really awesome and then I she was like oh my god we like started like conversating and oh she was amazing and she was like oh my god you're so awesome she's like here and she gave me she reached in her purse i mean so something in her purse mm -hmm. oh, holy shit you, you don't <laughs> come, you can't say that on the show <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> it was an accurate like <laughs> depiction of my reaction I yes apologize. <laughs> kim it, and i was so thrilled that yeah. you sent that well, to me. Dude, it, you're like the biggest Star Wars fan I know. And I'm like, dude, if I could give this to anybody, who would it be? Well, Steve. I appreciate it so much. And it is it is sitting up in my Star Wars room right now on a shelf. Yeah. And so oh, my God. Did I tell you I met James Marsters? No. Weekend? How was that? Oh, my God. We had like a 15-minute long chat. I was like just in heaven. It was amazing. We talked about Smallville, and we talked about Buffy, and we talked about... Like, he talked about Caprica. I'm like, I don't watch Caprica, so yeah. I just, you know, kind of smiled and nodded. But <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. It wasn't busy when I went by, and we sat there and talked for, like, like 10 or 15 minutes. Right, right. It was just amazing. Like, he was just such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. I was talking about, like, Smallville set and stuff like that. It was so amazing. That is so cool. I, uh, I he's... That, and you have a way to just put these people at, um, at at an ease to talk to you. Like, you don't freak them out. Yeah, I don't know why, because I get really super giddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine, like, giggle, 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 that was me. No, oh, sure. Not. Oh, yeah. sure. No, it happens, I'm not going to lie. Cool. But, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And I got to, um, did you see my YouTube video? I talked to Kevin Smith when he was on stage. <gasps> no way. Yeah. I haven't seen that. What did what'd you say? I love Kevin Smith, by the oh way. Oh my God, that's what I said. I said, I love you, Kevin. And then he looks at me and like we're in front of like thousands of people and he like gets in his mic and he's like, oh, he's like, hey, he's like, um, who's that with you? Is that your boyfriend? And I'm like, no, this is BFF. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, BFF, but does that stand for boyfriend forever? <laughs> and I just started giggling. It was hilarious. Nice. Nice. I know. I know. We're in the front row. It was awesome. That is so cool. And you have an uncanny way of getting in the front row. Dude, because I don't mind sitting in places for extended periods of time. 
<laughs> I'm like, I got my iPhone games and I brought a subway, so I don't have to move. Nice. <laughs> People try to cut. I'm like, no. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but awesome. no, WonderCon's a lot smaller than Comic-Con, so you can actually go and like sit in line for like an hour and a half or, you know, and that's nothing. So it was me and uh, Chris and a-Rut, he was there too. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I tried to talk to him a while ago and he and he hung up on me. Like he was gonna be the first official caller in and he hung up. Oh my god, did you see his tweet? He's like, I'm on Geek Out Loud, like in all caps. He's probably so excited the X like hung up. And he's like, Hold on a second, and he just left. <laughs> oh, he got stage fright. This well is this cute. is hard. Yeah, it's crazy. So well Kim, yeah. I tell you what, we're gonna really push this autism speaks uh, walk now for autism speaks we're going to push that we're going to get you over that two thousand dollar mark and um because you deserve it you're a great person and oh thank you yeah. it's just something i'm super duper passionate so, about and you know these are just it's an amazing organization and it's just i don't know it's a the minimum's like 20 bucks and i just i don't think that's anything i think it's easy to get a lot of people to put in 20 bucks yeah. for Whatever, and I know Shu has like some, um, you know, Derek put some kind of incentives up there for people to donate. You get Shu stickers and stuff. If yeah, you mention yeah. um, the podcast, like send them an email. Yeah. And I mean, some Shu stickers or the calendar, Smallville calendar. I mean, there's all kinds of like goodies. So um, it's definitely, I would check the podcast site out. It's cool. a good link. Awesome. Kim, thanks so much for being a part of the Impromptu Geek Out Loud Call In Spectacular. Oh, thank you for having you, me. Anytime, anytime. We need to get on and do a full show at some point. I know, we do. I'm, uh, I miss you. And all right. It'd be fun. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, Kim. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm all ooey and gooey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you later, Kim. <laughs> see ya. Bye, Steve. Can't stress it enough. Make sure that you go and donate to Kim's Walk. Uh, for Autism Speaks, and uh, and do something to make yourself feel good. You know, skip a movie, skip a few books on your comic book list next week, and, and you know, do something good for somebody. Um, next is Shut Up Tim from the Shut Up Tim podcast. You've heard his emails on the Flix podcast, I'm sure. And uh, Shut Up Tim comes on to talk a little bit about uh, Planet Hulk, the DVD released by Marvel Animation, along with some... We end up talking all kinds of Marvel Animation stuff, and so it was a real good geek out session with Shut Up Tim. So uh, let's just get to Shut Up Tim. Tim, what's up, man? Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm I'm good. Welcome to the impromptu Geek Out Loud call in spectacular. Sounds great. I love impromptu things. I feel like I'm totally screwing up the way it should be done, but I'm just excited as all get out to talk to you. Well, uh, super excited, super stoked, Steve. Let me just tell you, um, you're a big inspiration to me. I kind of got into podcasting because of you and your many shows you're on. So um, I don't know if you've plugged yourself yet, but I think you should uh, send out a plug for all your many podcasts. (laughs) Well, listen, I was listening. I'm trying to think of what I was listening to, and I heard someone plug your podcast. Don't you have the Shut Up Tim podcast? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Shut up, Tim. Podcast. Uh, you don't. Thank you. Um, actually, I think uh, you guys used my questions for a whole day on round three, oh, another round listen, three episode. L- loved. Lo- I'm loving round three. By the way, I'm round having a three, blast doing yeah, it. Yeah. Um, no offense to all the other ones, but round three is it has quickly become my 
favorite after Geek Out. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That, yeah, listen, I, you don't have to say after Geek Out Loud. Tim, you're part of the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. And one of the things that make you the greatest is is that we're honest. The Geek Out Loud audience is honest. The Geek Out yes. Loud nation doesn't pull the punches. And if we say round three is better than goal, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so, yeah. So I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. I think I know. Listen, let me ask you something. Are you connected with the Nerdcast guys? Uh, no. Okay, so it wasn't there. Might have been Michael Bailey then. No, unfortunately not. No, we're... I have heard someone plug your podcast. Oh, you know what? Uh, Flix reads my emails a lot. That's what it was. Shut up, Tim, on Flix. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I, I think I wrote their their drinking game. There... So. <laughs> That's what it is. Every time Dan says indeed, I, I uh, take a shot. Take a... There you go. Hey, well, what are you geeking out about, man? Uh, hey, uh, I just uh, recently uh, Netflixed uh, Planet Hulk, and I was wondering if you had a chance to see that yet. Have I had a chance to see it? I've, I own it. I've got the digital copy in my iTunes. Yes, definitely. And did you read the uh, the comic run uh, based what it's based off of? Uh, most of it, yeah. I, that was in the time when I was having to be out of comics, and so I had to kind of catch mm-hmm. back up through back issues or whatever. And um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I, I really, I really dig uh, dug the uh, DVD. I, I thought it was uh, really, really cool. I, I was uh, grew up on comics, but was mostly a Spider-Man, X-Men guy, and uh, never really big in the Hulk, unfortunately, until until uh, I watched this DVD. It inspired me to rent the uh, Versus uh, Hulk series as well. Hulk yeah, versus, yeah. Uh, uh, Wolverine and, 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 and Thor. Thor, yeah, yeah. It got me. I mean that that DVD got me really stoked for the Thor movie. I mean, I I never read anything about Thor, and and after watching the you know the Hulk fight um, up in Asgard, yeah. I got really excited. Yes. So. Um, the, the the Hulk Wolverine on that I didn't really enjoy all that much. Yeah, um, it was it was kind of weak. Um, too much adamantium, I think, with all those uh, yeah. adamantium guys. I, I uh, it was uh, compare. I watched I watched the Thor one first, and yeah. then the uh, then the Wolverine one. And so it was a big letdown. I, I recommend doing it opposite. If yes, I could, definitely. Could do it again. Sure. Well, you know the thing is, is I was hoping for just a huge Wolverine Hulk slugfest, and we never really got that. Um, no. You know, they, they focus so much on Weapon X and all that stuff that we mm-hmm. never really got the big Hulk Wolverine slugfest that, that the movie promised. But with the Thor situation, that was brutal, man. Right. It yeah. was freaking yeah. brutal. I yeah, th- Thor almost, it. You know, Hulk almost killed Thor. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, you know was the problem with the Wolverine one was right as they were about to duke it out, they freeze framed and that then the credits rolled. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's you wanted to see it, but unfortunately, they wanted you know both guys to be be the good guys, and we, right, we never right. got to see it. We had to see you know Hulk throw around uh, uh, Omega Red, yes, yeah, yeah, and and I don't know if that's just because they didn't trust what a Hulk Wolverine fight could be, or or what the case was. But now, what did you think of Planet Hulk? I really really liked it. You know, I had uh, not don't really know a, a lot of the. Uh, backstory of the hulk other than you know i've seen the the tv show and and um uh you know, watched both hulk movies and of course liked uh, the incredible hulk movie better than uh angley hulk mm-hmm. uh but uh but i really really interested uh i also was never a big uh um the marvel space comic reader so 
Um, I know there was tons of references to other uh, space comic characters, but uh, I lost uh, I lost a lot of them. I, I think I saw Quasar in the audience of the arena, but a very very gladiator feel to that that uh, that um, DVD. I, I I enjoyed it. I dug it a lot. I'd like to uh, you know see more Hulk. Honestly, yeah, yeah. The thing is, when Hulk is done right, um, he's a compelling character. And 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 it's just fun to watch all the destruction. I mean, now, straight now, up. Now I had a question for you. What okay. did you think about the total lack of uh, Bruce Banner in that that DVD? <clears throat> I, I mean, I thought it was okay. When you read the comics, there was no Bruce Banner much. I mean, until you know there was a little bit, but not not a whole lot. It, it was it, it basically what happened is is when they stranded the Hulk in space, it almost mm-hmm. forced Banner and the Hulk to kind of work together. You know, mm-hmm. so so that that Hulk form stayed in you know, and and Banner kind of and they they almost did the Professor Hulk kind of thing, with that personality being in oh, control. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where they're merged. Yeah, yeah. So I really I didn't have, um, I didn't have a problem with no Banner in the situation. The one thing about the comic book storyline of Planet Hulk was, it was everything. In comics nowadays, we've seen it all. You know, and there's mm-hmm. really nothing new under the sun. Um, you know, and and Hulk has been vanquished to a distant planet before. You know, I mean, he was uh, di- ba- uh, in Hulk 300. Doctor Strange sent him to the crossroads of infinity, yeah. and, and there he stayed for 12, 13 issues. You know, and he was all over the place. There, different worlds, everything. And right. uh, you know, earlier in his career, he was on a distant planet, and he met and fell in love with a chick named Jarella. Mm-hmm. who was a green-skinned alien, and they had a true love and got married or whatever the case may be, and she died, Mr. Coach Klein. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that set him all in a rage. So we'd seen kind of a similar concept before, but the way Greg Pak pulled it off, I thought mm-hmm. was just, I thought it was really compelling. I thought it was really good. It led into World War Hulks, which was an okay story, but I don't think it delivered quite what people wanted to see. I don't. I think the slugfest, the fights between the Hulk and some of the heroes weren't quite enough. You know, it's like the panel would start, they'd be standing off, and then a few panels later, or the next panel, you know, they'd cut away for something, they'd come back, and the Hulk had, you know, had him tied up or had him, you know, Reed Richards turned into a bow or something like that. And mm-hmm. so, and so it felt a little lackluster. But what they're doing now in the Hulk storyline, the fall of the Hulks. Uh, you know, all this stuff with the Red Hulk is coming to fruition. There's a new Red She-Hulk, uh, the son of the Hulk. Red She-Hulk? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I kind of had a bad taste about it until I started to read it, and they're making it work. Um, what's, your, what's your opinion on normal green She-Hulk? I love She-Hulk. I, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that when... John Byrne started writing her in the late 80s. I think it was Byrne. And mm-hmm. she she was doing the Deadpool stuff of breaking the fourth wall before Deadpool was even in existence. Yeah. And um and I think once they found that niche for her character where she was, you know, the lawyer, the the uh loved being who she was, you know, really comfortable in her skin um type character, I think that that was a great you know, I think that was great. Uh, you know, she wasn't the savage She-Hulk. She was the sensational She-Hulk, and I think it mm-hmm. really worked. And I loved her interactions with Bruce a lot of times, you know, when they finally would get to interact. And um, and and how, 
how she enjoyed her role and she you know and she was okay with with it and Bruce felt guilty but you know didn't really need to yada 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 mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um and so I, I I like the She-Hulk I hate that she's I'm using my quote fingers here dink dink dead <laughs> but um but you know like I say this red She-Hulk has been it's the same mystery as the Hulk who is the red She-Hulk um you and know, did she receive a blood transfusion as well? Uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's obviously w- the one thing that this thing has let us know is that Leonard Sampson's behind all of this, and he's apparently gone totally bat crap evil. <laughs> and uh, and and not only that, but the leader and Modoc and the Red Ghost and the Thinker and Egghead, all these you know, the leader, the Wizard, and a couple of second tier villains have been behind the scenes in the Marvel Universe for years pulling some weird strings. And hey, and that's uh, what the Fall I'm of the s- Hulks is all about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just on a side note, you, you mentioned the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Incredible Hulk movie, yes. what did you think of the actor they chose? You know, um, what's his name? The guy from Oh Brother, Where Out Thou. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, li- I liked him for the char- for the way that they wrote the character of the leader. I thought he worked. Um, my prop- my problem Dinklage? is... Would have been a perfect choice. Now, who is that? He's the he's the uh, uh, little person. Uh, you would know him probably from Elf. He's the the guy. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> uh, now he would be more suited to be the gargoyle. Oh. Okay, you know, because yeah. the leader's yes, not a little person. So oh, that's right. No, but, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of the guy with the huge head. Um, sure. Sure. Um. Uh, <laughs> great. Um, this is good podcasting, Tim. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. Shut up, hey, Tim. Uh, speaking of, you mentioned Doctor Strange a while ago. Did yeah. you ever see the Doctor Strange DVD, straight-to-DVD movie? The cartoon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've got it. What did you think of it? I did not like that at all. Well, here's the thing. It was released after the Iron Man straight-to-DVD mm-hmm. animated movie, which I thought was abysmal. Yeah. And And... And having never been a real big fan of Doctor Strange, I thought it was okay. I didn't have a big problem with it. It was a nice origin story. And here's the thing. Have you seen uh, Crisis on Two Earths, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just got that. The little Spectre short they have on there? Mm Mm-hmm. Marvel needs to do that with, with some of these characters. I mean, Doctor Strange would have been a great, you know, seven, eight minute cartoon special feature on on a on a disc on another movie i you know the the way they did the specter i think marvel really needs to rip off nothing wrong with ripping off ideas just ask burger king right so (laughs) you know so so i'd i'd say i'd say you know go with it man and and i enjoyed it for what it was because 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 it came on the heels of that iron man movie that was so bad yeah, that's the one where they're digging up... Uh, yeah, and nothing happens. Yeah. The whole stinking time, nothing happens. And, and then at the climax of the movie, nothing. I, I think that was the problem, was I watched that movie, and then I went to watch Doctor Strange, and it didn't captivate me in the first 20 minutes, so I turned it off. Right, and, right. And just, I'm like, I'm not going to waste, an, you know, another hour of my life. Well, uh, Doctor, Strange is, like, Doctor Strange is one of those characters that you're either going to be into or you're not. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, well, yeah. Well, I was never thought I'd be into Thor until I saw that Hulk versus oh, Thor. Dude. Now, now I know they need to put out more Thor stuff. Try to track opinion. down. Try to track down Thor number two eighty five. 
285. I think it is. It, it, it should have the Hulk and, for, and Thor fighting on the cover. Um, I think it's 285. If it's not 285, it's 385. Um, but it is a great Hulk-Thor fight. And, uh, and I really, the Walt Simonson era of Thor, which is the late 80s, uh, early 90s time, had some really good stuff in it. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, then, and then Straczynski's run on Thor has been really good. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Um, but anyhow, dude, well, I'm going to take some of these other callers because I oh, didn't know I, the impromptu. I Steve hey, Tim, great to talk to you, sir. Thank you very much. And let me just say, keep on uh, keeping on because you do a great job. I, I don't know how you are able to do as many great podcasts as you do because, uh, you know, we at uh, Shut Up Tim can barely do one that's very <laughs> mediocre. Well, I, I will say this. It is, uh, it's one fifteen in the morning right now, so that where I'm at, so that kind of tells you something. So you're a vampire. That, I guess so, maybe. We'll see. Just as long as you don't sparkle. <laughs> they, oh, don't worry. I would rather burn to dust in the sunlight <laughs> than sparkle. All right, man. I appreciate it, Tim. We'll talk to you later, dude. Thanks, Steve. See Bye. Ya. And then there was Richard. Richard called in and wanted to talk a little Smallville, a little Chuck action. We talked those things. And I was able to let Richard know that, um, hey, guess what? Smallville's been back for two weeks at this point. So uh, it was an awkward moment, but a fun moment. Let's listen in as I talk to Richard. There he is, Richard. Hey, Steve, what's up, man? What's happening, dude? Dude, I am like, I'm in such a big lull here. I don't have any Smallville. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Star Wars, the Clone Wars, man, I'd be hurting for certain. What about you? Hadn't seen Checkmate and, and Escape yet from Smallville? Well, yeah, we're on a hiatus though right now. Richard, you got to go back and catch up, buddy. There's been two weeks. We've been back in the Smallville for two weeks. No, you're not, you're kidding me, right? I'm serious as a heart attack, man. I just what got me doing the. By the way, real quick, welcome to what I'm calling the impromptu goal call-in spectacular, and um, <laughs> and and the reason I'm uh, the reason I'm doing it right now is because Derek and I have had to catch up. I had to catch up on some Smallville podcasting. And I did an episode tonight before I started recording Goal. And, um, yeah, it was all about the episode from two weeks ago called Escape uh, with Silver Banshee being introduced. And then, I totally missed that. And then this past Friday night was Checkmate, one of the most intense Smallville episodes ever. You need to find them online and watch them. Do that right now as soon as we hang up. It's worth it. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already looking on, <laughs> on Uverse, dude, because... Well, here, here's my problem. You know, I like to think that I am like in control of my of my systems here. Sure. But I got you know my my six year old. I'm sorry, my sixth grader, and I have a daughter who just graduated college and can't find a job, so oh, she's wow. back here. Yeah. And my wife, and if I'm not home, sometimes you know with with Uverse, you can like record four things at once. Yeah. <laughs> on Fridays between. Stargate Universe and Smallville and Star... I mean, you know, I can have all four in a given hour. Right, right, right. So then somebody else wants to watch something, and then they cancel one of the recordings, and it just takes me off. So last weekend, I was out. I wasn't here for the weekend, and I come back, and I just assume since it's record only new shows, that there wasn't a Smallville because there wasn't any of my DVR. So now I'm ticked. 
Okay, I'm gonna have to go. I gotta catch up like immediately. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, you've been but you've man. been watching Clone Wars though. Oh, absolutely. Are you, how how about the freaking home, Clone Wars? Oh, Clone Wars is amazing. I'm loving it. I'm loving. I, I love the whole arc with the. I love the Bounty Hunter episode. Yes. When they had to protect the the, the farmers there, that was that was rocking. They are re- they are really doing some awesome stuff on that show. My son and I are totally into it. Yeah. You know, we oh. watch it, then we keep it on the DVR. We watch it like another three times. You know, so it's. Did you see? That, did, did you see this past week with the Zillow Beast? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm. I, it's like King Kong and freaking space, man. I I loved it. But the one before that, the Bounty Hunters episode that you just mentioned, how crap and cool was that? The dude with the hat, man. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but like, how about the new? He's the new Cad Bane, the new Boba Fett. He was awesome. Yeah, he was great, and I loved I loved the way he used the hat, and it was a little bit a little 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 Captain America throwing the hat, and I mean that thing was like it was like odd job from from uh, 007. That hat was like multifunctional. <laughs> yeah. so- I heard the guys on the Force cast say he was like Captain America using it as a shield and everything and slinging it around. So yeah, it was cool. It was it was oh, I've really was- really been enjoying that. Really, what else you been geeking out about, man? Oh, dude. Um, well, Chuck is awesome, you know. I mean, and I, I love the whole Kristen Kirk arc for her three shows. That was awesome. They're doing some really good. They're doing a lot of good stuff for Chuck. I think this is like must have been one of the best. I think it's one of the best seasons so far, especially given that they were thinking of maybe not bringing it forward and renewing it. I think it's been doing a really good job so far. Are yeah. you a Chuck fan? I love Chuck, man. I have loved that show since I, since the first season. Um, the the uh, the thing is, is this last episode. I know they've got a few more coming before the season finale. This last episode felt like a season finale, or even it could have been a great series finale. Yeah. To be honest with you, so I mean, I'm I really hope it gets picked up for a fourth season. But um, but I have re- I've enjoyed it. I thought I thought Brandon Routh has just been spectacular um yeah except i think he's gonna he's gonna buy it though well ha- um didn't he already uh, uh, hmm? didn't he already well yeah i guess i'm i don't know i i guess i had a sense that he might oh come back like he wasn't really back. yeah yeah the old the old throw them over the bridge but they're not really dead routine well yeah yeah you know well you know the rule is did you see the body true true if you don't see the body and then you know i I think he's coming back yeah but do you think think he'll come back i don't think he'd come back this season though do you not unless it was a season not unless it would be like a season finale cliffhanger type thing that's well see that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah. I'm thinking that's going to be the last episode, because I mean, I think, you know, hey, you, you can't kill Superman. Come on, sorry, <laughs> you just can't do it. They got to bring it back in the finale. You know, I mean, he was a big draw in the beginning when they first started the season, so I'm thinking they're bringing him back. At least I want him to come back. Yeah, I, well, I thought. Listen, I what I saw in Brandon Routh in Chuck was that ability to be the leading man on anything other than Superman. I mean, he. 
I feel like he's done enough work since Superman Returns that he's broken the Superman curse or whatever you want to call it. He hasn't gotten pigeonholed into one little. He hadn't been. He, he's he's. I think he's beat the danger of being typecast. Um, yeah. For as perfect an agent as he was as Agent Shaw, the turn he made, the 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 way he carried himself was so not Superman. And I absolutely uh, cannot wait to see what he's got for, you know, just in his career coming down the pipe. Because I doubt we'll get to see him be Superman again. So, you know, and that makes me sad because I loved him as Superman. But um, I did too. You know, people get, I don't know, people had mixed reactions about Superman Returns. I really liked that movie. You know, I mean, I'm in the canon and I get canon and... But by the same token, I like Superman. Yeah, you know? yeah. And if, if I don't want canon, you know, this might, I may have to revoke my geek card here, but I don't want canon getting in the way right, right. of having some good Superman stuff in the theaters that people can enjoy. You know, so I was seeing, here's a, here's a movie, it was very entertaining, it was very action-filled. I can't say I necessarily liked, um, what's your name's depiction of Lois, but that's another conversation. Sure, sure. But it was an I thought it was a very good movie and set the stage for the next one. Yeah. So if everybody's, if everybody's complaining about it, that doesn't help the studios make the decision to move forward with the next one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think, too, that, that Warner Brothers and DC just haven't been able to get together on what they need to do with, with the superhero franchises that they have the ability to work with. I, I think that that's been probably one of the bigger issues has been what do we do with these things you know i think they want them all to be tentpole movies which is a great idea but at the same time i almost feel like for the longest time dc was too protective you know of what they were letting people do and i I don't know it's just it's a weird situation over there where you where you would think that they would be able to streamline these things right through that it wouldn't be a problem to get any of these things in production because Warner Brothers owns DC Comics. But, you know, I'm perplexed at the way Hollywood works anyway. So <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, yeah. well, Richard, man, thanks so much for being a part of this tonight. Oh, thank you. I got it. You know, Geek Out Loud rocks. I listen to your radio show when I get a chance. It streams online so I can listen to it uh, when I'm not necessarily next to radio. Because I'm, I'm in Chicago. So, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, getting Atlanta channels. If I can't get it on the internet, I can't get it. So, <laughs> hear you. So I, you know, I love that. And you know, your work on on this on Starkville is is excellent. I've been listening to you since the day you started. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you know, that. And I'm glad you guys are getting caught up because you know I'm missing me. I'm missing me some podcasts. Yeah. Well, you know, Derek's coming back full time, and I am so looking forward to that. We've got. I said it on the on the episode of Shoe I just recorded tonight. We have got so much in store headed into the season finale for Smallville and I cannot wait. I am I am so looking forward to what we have. I mean just it's it's going to be classic Starkville's House of Ale with Derek and Steve as, as he comes back. We've got bits we're going to be doing, we've got different things going to be going on and I just can't wait. So but Richard, I'm going to take some of these other guys or they're going to get mad at me. So <laughs> Hey, thanks for thanks for the opportunity, man. Hey man, thanks for being on. We'll talk to you later, man. Okay. All right. Take care. And we do thank Richard for coming on and joining us on the impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular. Moving on, 
Uh, he's my good friend and yours. You've seen his work on geekoutonline.com. He made an incredible flash video of part of my conversation with Brian Austin Green. And um, he's just, he's an outstanding guy with a lot of talent. And uh, I was glad to have him on uh, on this particular episode. He may show up again later. Uh, this is Corey with his report from PAX East. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Corey L. Hey, Corey, how's it going, Steve? What is happening, sir? <laughs> Welcome to the impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular. It's, it's an amazing thing. I'm, I'm so, like, I put a call out on Twitter, and I thought I was going to have to bring Damien Holbrook on <laughs> uh, just to have, um, you know, someone to talk to. And to be an impromptu Twitter thing... Uh, yeah. it uh, it's just like yeah. How, there's, how's it going so there's far? ten or twelve. I mean, there's just people all in this little chat, man. That it's like blowing my mind. Right, right. I'm 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 looking and I'm I'm hanging out in the chat a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of talking going on. I mean, it's a yeah. <laughs> not gonna lie to you, total sausage fest. But <laughs> the thing is, is they're just guys sitting around waiting to talk on Geek Out Loud. It's amazing, and we've had some great calls tonight. Dude, you, 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 it's 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 pretty big, dude. It's Geek Out Loud, man. Like. Who who wouldn't want to jump on this opportunity? I can know? think of a lot of people. <laughs> I can think, Corey, you just made your big foray into video podcasting. Uh, mm. You you showed up on Media Junkyard, sir. Oh yeah, uh, that was that was crazy. How was we went PAX to, we East? Went to PAX East, yeah, twenty ten, the first PAX of uh, uh, you know on the East Coast, and it, it was it was a blast hanging out with the with the Media Junkyard guys, but. Uh, you know the the actual event. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we got to see some some pretty cool games. Now stuff. I heard I was talking to Chris in Boston the other day at Chris mm-hmm. in Boston on the Twitter, and um, he was telling me that the the conference itself, the the convention itself, was a little lame. You could tell they're trying to get their footing and figure out exactly how to run this thing on the East Coast. Pax yeah. Pax is what now? Explain exactly to people what Pax is. Um, well, Pax is uh, it's, it's it stands for Penny Arcade Expo. Oh wow! Okay. And um, basically, it's um, like a like a video game like convention. They have like panels and important people. Um, it's it's basically like a I would like to say a, a lower version of uh, like Comic Con, but for you know for video games yeah. and and for um, other games as well. You know, they had the board games, they had you know your um, your card games and, and and all that type of stuff. So there was there was a lot. It's just games in general. Uh, there were about Thirty or no, three either three or thirty thousand uh, attendees over the course of the three days. Um, it, that's a pretty big gap, but I, I remember there was a three in it. Um, yeah, it was it was it was just a great time, you know, hanging out with the, with the media junkyard guys. We made it fun. You so. guys, you guys looked like you had a blast. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that bed was a little crowded in the uh, in the video podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, what a. <laughs> What uh, what about uh, what about what are you geeking out about right now? Uh, I don't know if you uh, if you saw my Twitter yesterday, but uh, I went to three different uh, comic shops yesterday. Yeah, that's a record. It's what a the heck, record. man? Dude, I and I only picked up uh, you know two things. I picked up uh, the volume eleven of uh, of the Walking Dead, the uh, trade paperback, and um, Invincible Iron Man. They kind of gave that to me for free. It was pretty wow. cool. Yeah, Invincible Iron Man. Uh, 
it, it's a good story. It, it really is. I might have to follow up on this. But um, The Walking Dead, been a fan for a, a while, dude, ever since I picked it up. You got to end the, the TV show is coming out. There's, they're having a TV series on AMC about The Walking Dead. Um, so I'm really excited about, about that. Cool. Um, those are the big things that I'm game that I'm geeking about right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What yeah, about? Have you um, ever read anything uh, like Walking Dead? Or? I've not. I've not read Walking Dead. I've had some people tell me I need to get into it. I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of the horror genre, um, mm-hmm. but I hear it's an amazing book. It, the the thing that got me. I mean, because I wasn't really. I didn't think I was going to be really into it either. But you know, somebody told me, "Hey, just read this first volume." and I read it and I was simply amazed because I, I'm, you know, normally me, I'm a superhero comic type of guy. And uh, when I first got into The Walking Dead, I'm like, wow, because I, I do like zombies. I do like my zombies. So that that did catch me. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. And yeah. it's really, really good. It gets more and more intense every volume. Yeah. I, I don't go single issues. but Yeah, uh, you do the trades then. Yeah, I do the nice. trades with The Walking Dead, because nice. I like to read them in bulk. Yeah. So. Now, now, Corey, you are famous for your love of Supernatural. Mm, I love me some Supernatural. How <laughs> awesome has that show been this season? Oh, my gosh. Every season just ups the ante, and uh, I, I can't, words can't describe. It, it's almost the same as my love for, for Smallville, but yeah. I, I love me some Supernatural. Dude, like, how far are you uh, into Supernatural, if you are at all? Um, I, what was the last episode I saw? It's been real sporadic because my cable's been messing up some. They, the, the, long story short, the people who feed the network, the CW network to my cable company, they right. went through some stuff where they were trying to upgrade all their crap to HD for my cable mm. company. And so there was like a couple of weeks there where it just seemed like it was not available. And yeah. uh, and so I missed a couple episodes, and I went back and watched. What was the last one I saw? What was the last episode? Um, the last episode was I, I can't remember the title, but it had um, it had the the girl who was uh, trying to get everybody to sin so that they can go into you know so they can go to hell basically. I haven't seen uh, that one. The last one I saw yeah. had one of the horsemen. I think. Okay. Um, was it death? Was the last one? That they 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 had death. They had. Um, was death the one where the people came came back from the dead, and became zombies? Yeah. They were all oh, nice oh, and normal. Where they came back? Uh, I think that was the week before, if I'm not mistaken. Where they came back to life and they were like, you know, continuing on with their normal life in this in the town and right, and, uh, right. And then like at the end or like towards the end, they were like going zombie and right fighting people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, um that was crazy. Uh, that was crazy. I, I, like like I'm saying, it, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, spoil for people who don't who haven't gotten that far yet, but just every season, you know, it has a new and they have they they're having uh, a season 6, they announced a season 6. Now, how that. do you feel about that though? Because didn't the creators originally say it was just a five season show? Yeah, they did. Um and and Tim Crane, no. Did I say Tim Crane? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not Heroes, buddy. Not Heroes. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, well, you know, Heroes season four is over for that. I, I think. I don't think that's going back. But anyway. Uh, <clears throat> spit take. <I'm> sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> but, 
Sorry, Carol. All right. Um, I hate to see you go. <laughs> yeah, that, it's funny that you remember that. <laughs> oh, man, that dude was a star that night. <laughs> he actually came out with his album. Uh, that's my, my roommate. So. Right. Did he but come yeah, out with an album? Does that, is that song on it? Um, I don't think so. You never I did, you never did that, get me that MP3. You that song for, for another artist. Yeah. Oh, but, that um, was so great. But yeah, Supernatural. Uh, <laughs> he was a star that night, sir. <laughs> he was, and that was every that was every night for me. Just just listening to him sing and listening to him produce I hear songs, you. stuff like that. That was great. Anyhow, your thoughts on a season six of Supernatural? Oh, all right. So season six, um, they yeah they said that they were going to stop at five, and where they are right now with um, uh, spoiler. Um, you know they have the devil. You know, yeah, yeah, Lucifer, yeah. Uh, and you know they're trying to find uh, God. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. You know what's, what? What is he going to do? Someone's seen a Kevin Smith movie. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> I would I love know. Jay and Silent Bob to show up on freaking Supernatural. Uh, wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, that would. Just for like a, a small little cameo, they could do that. I would be in the stars if that happened, sir. I should totally go for it. Why, why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I think, um, but personally, you know, I'm going to watch season six regardless. Um, I, just to see, you know, I've, I've followed these characters for, for this far and it's just been getting better and better. So, you know, I'm interested. So Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go with it. Cool. Well, man, uh, Corey, I got to get some of these other guys on so I can wrap this up and go to bed soon i didn't realize i'd have 12 or 15 people wanting to come on the thing that's great oh well, you so, underestimate the geek out loud uh, apparently community. i do this is i'm i'm if i'm even able to sleep tonight um <laughs> you know it's it's really gonna it's really giving me a good good boost tonight but man Corey, i just want to say publicly i love you in a heterosexual way um you know you don't you know that you are a shooting star? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, thanks uh, for being I'm a gonna, part of the I'm impromptu. I'm going to use that as my, as my ringtone for my phone. I'm, I'm going to download nice. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, make it Boston's ringtone. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so we're going to hang up now and yes. then I'm going to go back to the end of the line and hopefully you'll get back to me and I'll you know, have another 10 minutes at this. Oh, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> I'll go for it. We'll talk to you see later, you, man. See if you can forget. Okay. We'll see you, dude. All right, see you. Oh. I have no problem telling you that I love Coriel and uh, we're glad to have him with us next on a different type of geek out, we're talking about geeking out about a little smart car action. Uh, it's Blake, so let's jump into our conversation with Blake. And here's Blake. Blake! Hey, hey, what, how's it going? What is happening, man? Welcome to the impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular. This is awesome. Dude, I had no idea this was going to happen tonight, and then it just <laughs> did. It just did. So what's going on, sir? I just rushed home from work so I could be a part of it. You are no, <laughs> oh, come on, that's ridiculous. No, I, I I stuffed the speeding ticket back in the car though. I left it in there, so I, I'll pay it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, what are you geeking out about, man? What's happening uh, with you? Oh, just about everything. Just breathing. I, I'm geeking out about breathing. 
Oh yeah, that that's, that, that that's always good. <laughs> yeah, you got me all tongue tied now. Oh no, come on, man! It's just you're just we're just two guys talking. <laughs> we're just chilling. Yeah. Um, I almost got my wife convinced to get a, a a smart car for me. Oh yeah. That's that's what I'm I'm really excited about. Now, what a smart car is not like a hybrid car. What is a smart car? Is that it's one just of those like a that, little bitty one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and while I'm not honking, I am big, so oh, it's, I just. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be a big guy stuffed in an itty bitty car? Yeah, that's where that's one of the main reasons I want to get it's for the for the joke factor. Every time I drive it, you're going to be like Mister Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> slam the door and it mess up, and you pick it up and throw it, and some little kid's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> but one of the one of the the best things about the car is that it has re- replaceable or uh, detachable or I guess interchangeable uh, door panels and. Oh wow! All the panels on the car can be changed. Oh, that's cool. I told my wife I was gonna get like a, a set of just Superman ones, so that like when I'm driving by myself, because I know she won't want to ride with me, I'm gonna have like a Superman version of yeah. the smart car. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, now are you a, are you like a a car guy? I mean, is that what you do? You no, you... no, not at all. Okay, so you no. just like you uh. got the you got the vision to have a Superman car, and you're and, like, this is what I want out of life. Well, that's I got the vision, but that was the only way I could convince her to do it is if I could take it off and put it back on. So nice. that was the reason. <laughs> well, cool, cool. Now, what are you into? Are you into? Are you do the comics, the TV, the movies? What? Uh, TV, movies. I don't yeah. really do much comics because cool. I, 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 I gotta have a starting point. And sure. I can't. I can't just come in the middle. I understand that. It took me forever to start getting listening to shoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you are, are, do you watch Smallville now? Oh, I love Smallville. Okay. Yes, awesome. I'm I'm almost as nervous talking to you as I was when I, I met uh, Allison Mack. Oh the, <laughs> no, I will. I refuse. You need to calm down because I refuse <laughs> to be in the same boat as Allison Mack. She is so far beyond anything that I am. I I just was recording an episode of Shoe tonight, and I just had to stop and just once again profess my undying <laughs> crush for Allison Mack. Uh, she is phenomenal. I I used to be a newspaper reporter before I moved to uh, Houston to become a teacher, and and one of the reasons why I wanted to be a newspaper reporter was because of of her and the at the uh, the torch. Oh, nice. That's cool. That's, when I was in college, Smallville was coming out, and so it was just it was perfect timing. Well, I've, I've wanted to be it for a while anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. Is that what you're but, doing now then? Uh, I I used to. I, yeah. I, I was a newspaper reporter. At the time I met her, I was as well. I, I got her to actually sign one of them back my business cards at oh, the cool. 30th annual Metropolis, uh, I guess, the Superman celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? Yeah. Up oh, there? it was a blast. Yeah. Did you meet Bailey? Yeah. I'm sorry? Did you meet Michael Bailey? I did not. I can't remember if that's the one he was at or not. So. It was the one with Allison Mack and uh, Ned Beatty. Oh, wow. Mr. Luthor. Oh, yeah. Mr. Luthor, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Luthor. Now, uh, you got any movies you're looking forward to coming out this summer? What What are you What are you most anticipating? Uh, I don't I don't know. Um, I was trying to think, and probably one of my uh, favorite, or one of the most. I don't know if I'm anticipating it all that much, but <laughs> I still haven't seen uh, Clash of the Titans, and that was I've not seen that. I don't either. really look ahead of too too far ahead. So yeah, yeah, I've not. I've not seen that either. Um, it it uh, it, I'm intrigued by it. the original Clash has such a 
such a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Um, yeah. You know, it was the last of the movies where you would accept kind of the old school effects, mm-hmm. you know, because it came around that same time, you know, you had Clash of the Titans right around that same time as Star Wars and, and right around the time Lucasfilm was changing the game as far as as far as effects go in movies. And, um, and I think that, you know, Ray Harryhausen, uh, a freaking god, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff and, and did spectacular work for that. But then, you know, to update that, you've got to do the movie spot on right to please everybody. And I don't, I, and from what I've heard, I, a lot of people are sending out some mixed reviews of it, but I'm still anxious to see it. From what I hear, yeah. wants to see it in 2D because the 3D is nothing really special. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, I, I, I say I heard that. I heard that in an interview by James Cameron. He said that the 2D or that the 3D was basically just like it's like the fake 3D, where they do it all afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny that there's going to be two versions of 3D out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the you've got the filmed in 3D, and then you've got the where they the process they go to, and like apparently with Clash of the Champions. Late in the game, they decided to do 3D, and so there were people like working around the clock to, you know, separate the images and all that stuff. So it would, and it has more of the old school 3D feel to it. I think mm-hmm. uh, more of the old school red and blue glasses, Jaws 3D kind of thing. Going on, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Um, what about? I mean, are you into the superhero movies? I know you said you're not really into the comics, but I mean, I guess the superhero movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I love them. Uh, Iron Man Two. Have you seen those trailers? What what was that? Iron Man two. I have not seen the trailer, but I really. <laughs> Blake, what are you doing, man? Why are you talking to me? You should be looking at freaking Iron Man two trailers. I do. I do not. I stay away from spoilers. I, I'm so afraid of being spoiled. Like, I, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and admit it right now that I have not listened to an episode. Uh, an episode of uh, Shoe from this season of Smallville because I'm so afraid of spoilers. <laughs> well, we. Well, you know, with Shoe, I don't blame you. That if you if you haven't seen. The, the show yet if you haven't seen the, the the season yet then definitely stay away from it because we go in depth about the stuff but oh no i've seen the whole season i oh. have it all on my ipod but <laughs> oh you're scared that we'll say something about down the road down the future. yeah yeah it, we try i think we try to keep spoilers to a to just the end i mean unless there's like some news about a character coming in or something oh i know i love but i love going back after the oh, season's over okay. catching up <laughs> man i I can't I can't imagine living in a world where I don't let myself watch the trailers for movies. I love movie trailers. It's like one of my favorite things in the world to do. And I got to tell you, those Iron Man, if you do nothing, man, if I I don't want to mess you up and I don't want to spoil <laughs> anything for you, so I'm not going to. But if you can bring yourself to watch the first Iron Man trailer that was just the teaser that lets you kind of know who's in the movie more than anything else. And it's not like any big surprise or anything. It's just like here are the players in the game for this movie. Just because the use of like ACDC shoot the thrill so mm-hmm. got me jazzed for that. I'm a sucker for rock music in a movie trailer like that, and and it was so perfectly placed. I'm I'm really it. I will say this. I'm afraid it it runs the risk that a lot of superhero movies run of of trying to be too stacked. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but it's but it. I'm thinking it's going to be great. It's kind of like really how good. in the the later or the. After the first Batman movie, yeah. they started putting multiple villains in. Right, right. And I don't know what that's about. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've not seen anyone do I, – I, what movie have I seen really do that well? And I, and I can't think of one that's done it super well 
Batman Begins, I guess you had oh, Batman and Robin, definitely. That was the best. Oh yeah, heck yeah, man. Batman and Robin <laughs> is is probably one of the greatest works of cinema in my lifetime. I mean, outside, and I'll, I'll I'll say outside of Star Wars, I won't push it to the limit. But I mean, to me, it's Star Wars, Batman and Robin, then the Rocky movies. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't keep that up. But no, I think Batman Begins. You had Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul, um, but they weren't like working together. They weren't teaming up and working together. Right. It was just, I mean, I guess they were, but it was it was done so well. But I I really can't think of another movie that's had multiple villains that's done really well outside of maybe like the X-Men films, but that's a team movie. So of course it's supposed to, you're supposed to have the multiple villains in there, but, um, yeah, but yeah. So you have to, I, I tell you, I, I'm just going to tell you this spoiler free. You need to be looking forward to Iron Man two. All right. Uh, Steve, just for you, I'm going to go, I'm going to watch that, uh, that trailer teaser, before I go to bed. Tonight. The teacher. <laughs> awesome. That makes me feel so good. Let me know what you think about it. Shoot me an email or, or a Twitter message or something. So, okay. Well, I'm going to get, I know is that you've got me psyched at least for seeing it just by, uh, telling, just by like previewing the part about, uh, the you complete me part as he jumps. Oh off the my gosh. Hilarious. I've heard that on the other podcast and I was like, freaking, oh, that sounds freaking hilarious as only Robert Downey Jr. Can do it. <laughs> Blake, thanks for coming on this tonight, man. Oh, Sitting thank you for doing talk. it. It's, it's been a blast. And so you've made my night. All right. Well, you've made mine, sir. <laughs> you, com- awesome. you complete me. Yeah, well, thank you. They've got real weird real quick. We'll talk to you later, yeah, dude. dude. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. All right, man. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind telling you, you got a little weird with Blake, but how could it not with that voice of his, huh, ladies? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, then we uh, get into a little bit of conversation here with listener David. And uh, if you're a Lost fan, you may want to skip ahead about 10 minutes if you haven't seen any of the season six of Lost, because we do get into some discussion about it, about some of his favorite episodes this season and some things that have gone on. And I know how Losties don't like to be spoiled at all. So if you've not seen this season or you're not caught up or whatever, uh, you may want to skip ahead about 10 minutes. So there's your spoiler alert. There's your spoiler warning. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into talking to David. Hello. David. Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? What? Welcome to the impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular at 2 a.m. I know, awesome, man. I'm going to so be dead in the morning. Oh, me and you both, sir. I picked a great week <laughs> to do this because I'm like, got so much to do tomorrow. But it just, it hit me and I got a hair to do it. And so I had to do it, man. Thanks for sitting around and waiting to be on the show. Oh, not a problem. I was actually sitting, I uh, had my phone with me. I was watching, uh, I was catching up on Lost. Oh, yeah? When I got, yeah, when I got your tweet, I was like, you know, what the heck? <laughs> so, you know, while you were, uh, everybody, I just finished up, finished up losses sitting in the chat. It's like, yeah, I, I can go for this. How about freaking loss this season, man? This final season. It's been, to be honest, it's been hit and miss for me, to yep. be honest. I, I think I'm one of the five that didn't like the Richard episode that much. <gasps> Shut your <laughs> mouth, David. What? <laughs> Yeah, jump jump through the headset right now. Oh Come my on. goodness, man! How did you not like it? I like I like the answers at the end. Okay, but I didn't much care for the five or six minutes they had of him trying to get the splinter of wood. It just to <laughs> me just it lost my attention. Okay. Maybe it, I was watching at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I just it just didn't catch my attention. Yeah, the. Uh, now the last two episodes, though Desmond episode and the Hurley episode, oh. those 
Those were good. Dude, how about, okay, I'm just going to say this right now. I was talking to Derek from Starkville's House of L the other week, and we were talking about Lost. And I said, you know, have we ever seen in one of these shows or a movie or something like that, have we ever seen the when there's a, a, a separate timeline made, how, have we ever seen the two timelines have to merge? Other than like in Crisis on Infinite Earth back in the 80s or whatever the case may be. And Derek said he didn't think they were going to try to merge the two. But that seems exactly where they're going right now. Does it not? Yeah, especially after this episode, it seems that's exactly where they're going. I, I didn't think it was going to be that either. I thought they were going to be pretty much uh, two separate endings, and you got to uh, pretty much choose what you wanted to be the right. truth, which would have been traditional lost. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like the twist with the two timelines mm-hmm. and the fact that they kind of hinted that the uh, – that the that the bomb did work in the last episode. I'm not giving away any spoilers, am I? Spoiler alert, by the way. Well, yeah, spo- I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put a big spo- because we I've talked to some other people yeah. about some spoilery stuff. So I'm I'm just going to put a spoiler alert at the beginning of the episode when I edit it all yeah. together. Anyway, so yeah, dude, it it the whole I I just finished watching Lost over the summer, uh, catching up so that I could be on board with this last season. Yeah, and I had I didn't think they'd be able to do it. I honestly didn't think they'd be able to to give the answers and be as satisfactory as they are. The thing I wasn't taking into account is is to give the answers to some of the questions people have had. It, you just got to take it like 30, 30 seconds. You know, it doesn't take long. Yeah. The numbers, the um, the whole I don't know the whole thing about what the island is. Like freaking uh, Jacob told Richard right then and there. Here's what the island is and. I was like, that's what it is. There's what this is what people have been asking for six years now. This is what the or, island is. Or how about the whispers? You know, all of a sudden it's like boom, right there, you know, in, in that twenty second slot, you get the answers of what the whispers are all about. Yes, yes. And and after listening, you're like, Oh my god, that's so simple it makes sense. You know, yes. why didn't why didn't we figure this out sooner? Yep. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was awesome. I was just like so on board with that. I was like, you know, I can actually go for that. I can, under- I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like I remember early on in the show's life that a lot of people were saying the island's like purgatory. The island, they're all dead and the island's purgatory. Well, I like the fact that they're all not dead, but the island is still almost a form of purgatory for some people. It, it is. The one thing that I noticed uh, with uh, Lost and uh, I think I've heard this a couple times on a few other places, is like the people that were following Locke and their flash sideways, you know, they're not exactly getting the happy ending. Mm-hmm. But then the people that are on yeah. their own are. Yeah, You know, like yeah. Think Jack with his son and even Hurley with uh, Libby, you know, Desmond, and, you know, finally finding his own peace. Yeah. Everything, you know, so you're, you know, kind of seeing that the decisions that you make on the island is what's affecting what's going on in the flash sideways. I kind of like that wow, parallel. I haven't. I haven't even thought about that. What about um, who do you think is going to take Jacob's place? The the easy answer is Jack. And, it's, and, I, and I say going back to last year when uh oh god I always forget the uh, the ladies the old lady's name uh, Faraday's mother. Yeah 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 I know who you're talking about. Um. It'll hit me out of the blue in about an right. hour. I can't. I never remember <laughs> people's names either. 
Yeah, but uh, you know, she told Jack when they were in the, in the church, which was trying to convince him to go, and he said, "I'm not coming back, am I?" And she said, "No." You know, right there. You know, and then of course the whole thing with you have to find a new uh, a new Jacob. Yeah, I think they're kind of showing that Jack will probably be the person, especially in the last scene where I just finished watching, when you saw Locke look at Jack, you can kind of tell that they're really kind of grooming Jack to be the new Jacob. Yeah. So that that would be, I mean, that's maybe too obvious. I don't know, you know, because they like to throw their, uh, you know, throw you for a loop. Yeah. But but it looks like right now they're kind of going that way. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. After last night, I really thought Hurley could step it up and be Jacob. Could take that I did, place. I do too. I'm not sure if I like that though. Right. What? Because I like the Hurley character so much. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of want him to have a happy ending, and and for, it seems more for Jack's character, just with everything that he's wanting to be needed. He's needed to have a purpose. The past six seasons, he's always needed to have a purpose. He needs to be needed. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that he would stay on the island, because that would be his purpose. Yeah. You know, Hurley, on the other hand. You know, who's, you know, done everything that's been asked of him, been told of him, has kind of led this, you know, confusing, unhappy life. That would love to see him, you know, get off the, the island, finally, you know, find that peace. I think after the show's over, all said and done, you know, I would love to see see him uh, move on. But yeah, they are kind of playing with that too. I think that will probably be the fake out right there. Okay. Yeah. Is, is lead you to believe that's Hurley? Yeah, to kind of maybe throw you off. I'm still going to go with Jack. I know it's obvious, but I think well, I, I'm going to have to go with Jack on that one. I tell you what, I, I've, I've had for the past season or so not really liked Jack, but last night that all started to change the way that he was acting toward Hurley. When he's like, you know what, I've been trying to lead, I've been trying to do, and I'm just going to let go, and, and I'm going to trust you, Hurley. You asked me to trust you, so I'm going to. Well, and, Jack, and I suddenly like Jack again. Yeah, Jack has faith. Something Jack hasn't had for five seasons, and yeah, in seasons like three and four, he was annoying the heck yeah, out of me. Yeah. But but Jack has faith. He's become almost a new lock in a way. Yeah. And you you saw that in the episode with uh, Richard. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, with, with the dynamite. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking of okay. Speaking of two things. Speaking of lock. Number one, uh-huh. what Desmond at the end, sir, in the in the sideways jump, Desmond, and what he did to lock. Oh my God, that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was hilarious. It just occurred to me when you when you said that. When he and, and I saw it coming. Oh I saw, yeah, I saw I saw both things going on at once. The Desmond beating up Locke, but then you have on the parallel Locke beating up Desmond when he tossed him in the well. Yeah, and both yeah. both times again because it's lost. You you never look for the obvious. Right. So so I'm think, thinking that he's going to run him over. No, he's not going to run him over. He's going to. Oh my god, he just he's, ran him over. And dude, they like <laughs> he slid across the pavement. Yeah, I was like, how it the heck was, do you survive that? Oh, it was so brutal. The the way they should. Well, you know how he's going to survive it. He's going to go to the hospital, and Jack's yeah. going to fix him. Yes, exactly. And you're going to get that turnaround again. Yep. Yep. But he's going to he's going to have that epiphany. He's going to be borderline death, and he's going to have that epiphany. Yeah. Just like what him and Charlie had. Yeah. But then you have on island, you have the turnaround where Locke is the one that uh, hurts Desmond by tossing him into that well. Yep. So you have kind of that that whole flip, and you're just kind of like, whoa, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of weird. I'm 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 really I tell you I didn't think I'd ever be into Lost, but I've really been digging it. Um, anything else you've been you've been totally geeking out on? Chuck. Oh my Chuck. yeah, I talked to to uh, Richard earlier about Chuck. How's Chuck been? 
Oh my god, this last episode was freaking awesome. Best episode of the season, hands down for me. I was on my bed with, with my wife, because I make her watch it with me, went jumping up and down. And when uh, at the, the last scene, yes, when, when Sarah accepts, accepts him and said, you saved me. And they you thought, said, hey, was, you said it first. You said a sex. That's right. You said it the right way first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what was really in my mind, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when, when she accepts him for who he is and for what he did, I was jumping down on my bed, screaming, pounding my bed, going, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And it, it was just great, and then uh, just the whole episode was great. It was a, uh, I was kind of wondering for for a little while when when they fired Casey. He's like, you don't fire Casey, man. Right, and, uh, right. And 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 I was really kind of wondering if you know, I was talking to my wife. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like it if they go this much further. And they really brought it around, and and all of a sudden, like, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the last four episodes again. And just watch it straight on through. It was just so good. Yeah, it was really good. And I was telling Richard, and I don't want to repeat myself too much, but you didn't get to hear it. Brandon Routh blew it up uh, in his role as Shaw this whole season. Brandon Routh could be the leading man in any movie he wanted to be in, I think. (laughs) I really believe that. He was outstanding. And, And I think that he has broken out of being, he doesn't, I don't think he has to be concerned with being typecast as a Superman. No, not anymore. Yeah, I, I think I think he's going to be fine with that. But as much as I'd love to see him put on the tights again, but uh, but yeah, well, well, David, I've got to get to a couple of these people so we can all go to bed. Oh, I hear you, man. It's bedtime for me. It's been awesome. Thanks Steve. for sitting up, dude, and waiting to do this. I appreciate you coming on in such a so so impromptu, so spontaneously. Oh, not it a problem. I just want to say uh, one thing. Uh, going back to Media Junkyard. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of the five Zoom users, ma'am. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you have so. fun with that. So, David, thanks a lot for joining us, man. We'll talk Thank to you, you later. Steve. All right, see you. Next, we have Andrew, who stayed up late, and I mean late, just to talk to me. And uh, Andrew's got college stuff, and I give him some very important college tips at the end of our conversation. So, without further ado, are you tired of me saying adieu? What does adieu mean, anyway? Adieu, adieu, adieu. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at myself. All right, here's Andrew. Andrew, adieu. No, okay, Andrew, here's Andrew. How are you? What's going on, sir? Not much. Welcome to the impromptu Geek Out Loud Call In Spectacular, where I have no idea what I'm doing. I've just thrown this all together literally five minutes before it started. I like it. I like it. Well, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Glad to have you. What What's on your mind? What have you been geeking out about, sir? Um, mostly Smallville. I hear you. Somebody save me! Ah, Smallville. Has this Has this season been great? I've loved it. Like from the beginning, I've loved it. It, you know, I just was recording. I've said, I think this will be the fifth time I've said this in a conversation. I, I was recording Shoe before I started doing Gold tonight. And I, I said in Shoe, I said, this season, the missteps or, or the weaker episodes in this season are still a thousand times better than some of the average episodes of seasons prior. Definitely. I think it has just been a phenomenal home run of a season, and I'm excited for season 10. I could, I never thought I'd be saying that. If you would have asked me in season five, Steve, will this be around for 10 seasons? I, no way. 
No way. But here we are, getting ready to go into a decade of Smallville. Yes. What's uh what what's been your favorite thing about Smallville this season? Um I like the Watchtower a lot. Um Oh heck yeah. I'm kind of disappointed in the fact that they really haven't brought in as many like heroes as I thought they were going to bring in this season. Oh yeah? Like I know that they've I don't know. I, I just remember back during season eight, whenever they were talking about the rumors for season nine, mm-hmm. it, they made it seem like there'd be a lot more focus on the Justice League, but I really haven't seen that. Yeah. I, I agree with you, but I disagree with you at the same time. And here's why. Okay. Because I feel like that this show is as cool as it's been to see some of these other characters brought in and as and as cool as it is to see them work together. Right. I feel like the show still has to be a, a Superman show. And you know, I, agree. I agree. And and so and so to get too much Justice League I feel like is is to take away too much from Clark's story. Um right. but when you when you make it special like they did with the Legion last year um or like they did with Justice Society this year mm-hmm. I, I think it means a lot more than than just having I mean cuz you think about the first time we got a superhero from the DC universe in back in season four with Bart. Yeah. yeah, it was a huge deal, you know, and the same was true even with Aquaman. Aquaman! It was, it, the same was true with him and even Cyborg. It was uh-huh. true with, and, and then as they came back on, though it was cool to see them, it kind of lost some of how special it was. And so, right. and so I feel like one of the things they've done great is to really just kind of hold back on that until it's going to absolutely mean something huge for them to be on. And I, and I hope the finale is going to deliver a lot more than last season because it seems like Impulse and Black Canary really did nothing in the yeah, finale. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did so much off screen. I think they did a lot off screen. I, I feel like... I don't know. There was something about last season's finale. I know everyone wanted to see the big Clark Doomsday fight. You just gave a criticism of last season's finale that I've not heard anyone give, and that would have been, and that was the whole. You had these characters there that really didn't do much at all. Right. Um, you know the, the 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 interesting thing they did last year was the story of the season was wrapped up, and there was that neat cliffhanger of Zod in the in the buff out in the yard. Oh yes. Um, yeah. But uh. I I don't know. It's it's too. I don't. I don't see how they could go wrong with the season finale this this year. I mean, because if you get a Clark Zod throwdown, if you get Clark flying, I mean, the freaking name of the episode is Salvation, right? For crying out loud! And I just I really think that they're going to deliver because I think what they've done. I think the showrunners have found their feet. Mm-hmm. You know, without uh, Alan Miles being there without, you know, the creators of the show being there. I think that it took them a season to really find their feet and get the confidence to run the show. And Brian and Kelly, Brian Souders and Kelly, Peter, or Brian Peters and Kelly Souders have been just phenomenal, I think for the show and have done a great job. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I, I, I wish I'm sick and tired of Michael Rosenbaum saying he's not coming back to Smallville. It's like, just do it for a few episodes, man. And I, I, I just, I hope he's going to have some kind of an arc towards the end of season 10 because he has to come back for at least something. Well, if he, I mean, I think he's got a new project that he's doing right now right. Uh, for TV. I think if that fails, I think he'll be like, all right, I'll go back for the money if nothing else. And uh, and if they'll just, I, I don't know, I really hope that, that they're able to find some extra money in the coffers somewhere where they can, you know, 
pay him enough to come back and do his thing for like you say a three episode arc mm-hmm. um i think it'd be phenomenal to see him you know see the shades of him coming back throughout season 10 and then for those last three episodes he's back with a with just a huge series finale at the end of season 10 um mm-hmm. you know featuring michael rosenbaum as lex Luthor and and uh uh, you know, and, and it, I think it'll be a perfect send-off. I, Smallville is one of those shows that I have loved since it first came on. And um, and and to be nine seasons in and it be as good as it is, is just, you don't get that in TV much, man. I mean, you don't, you can't ask for much more than that out of your entertainment, you know? Exactly. Hey, did I see that you, uh, you you're a Best Buy employee? Yes, sir. How about that Best Buy discount? It's it's pretty nice. That's what I'm talking about, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's pretty bad because I started out working there and didn't own a single CD pretty much, and now I have about 300. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> what department do you work in? Um, when I am working, I work in the uh, media department. I oh, usually yeah. handle like DVDs and movies oh, cool. and games. But um, I'm actually away at school right now, but oh. some kind of seasonal employee. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, if you worked in the home theater department, I had some questions I was about to ask you. So, but, oh, okay. but of course, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I, you know, this is Geek Out Loud. People don't need me to hear my home theater was on the on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> those uh, 3D TVs. <laughs> oh my god, I'm anti the 3D TV. I'm afraid. I just, yeah. you know, I wear glasses, so I don't <laughs> need a second pair of glasses to watch my TV. So, yeah. and I'm so in. I mean, high def is enough. It is. It really is. Have, I mean, if you watch like freaking Life, that show that Discovery's the, the new miniseries on Discovery, you yeah. watch Life in high def, and that crap's amazing. It definitely. When is. you it's... can see a snake scales, or when you can see the I don't know, when you can see the bumps on a frog skin, like the little pores, you're like, what? Well, I don't need this in 3D. This is phenomenal. It's amazing. So, well, Andrew, thanks for sticking around so long, man. To to sit in the chat and just to be on and talk to me on the impromptu call-in show. I know it's a bit of a mess tonight, but I appreciate you sticking around, man. Uh, you got finals coming up in a couple of weeks, huh? I do, and I'm kind of worried, but I think I'll be able to pull through. <laughs> well, hang in there, man. Most important thing you can do is get a college education. Yes, sir. Thank I, you very much. I dropped out of college in 1998 to work at Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mistake. But anyhow, all right, man. Andrew, have a great night. We'll talk to you later, sir. You too. Thank See you. you, man. Bye. And thanks again to Andrew for staying up late. Don't forget to stay in college, buddy. Stay in college. Uh, good conversation about Smallville and some other stuff there. Now uh, we come to Ryan, and Ryan was calling in from his iPod Touch on a Skype application, or his iPhone on a Skype application, and uh, sounded great, one thing. But two, number dose, number B, uh, his his battery died uh, about midway through or uh, almost toward the end of the conversation. So um, there's some weird editing there. It's going to sound like his, his conversation cuts off, and then we just jump right back into it because I edited out a lot of what uh, me trying to call him back sounded like. So um, here's Ryan. Here's Ryan.
Brian. Hey, Steve. What's happening, sir? Not a lot. Welcome to the impromptu Geek Out Loud call-in spectacular. It's very good to be here. It's, it's very cool of you. It's very cool to have you. It's you know, it's cool to have you because you guys. I put one little call out on the Twitter, and expected three people, who were like close friends that know me, to show up and be a part of this thing, and and then to have what I think twelve or fifteen people, I, I think, or what is what has been around in the chat intermittently and some people couldn't stick around to talk and that sort of thing. But it's just been, I've been surprised. I've, who knew, who knew that people would respond to a Twitter call? So what's up with you, man? What are you been geeking out about? Well, you know, have you been watching the new doctor who I've not seen it yet? Is it on BBC America yet? <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> so you've you've got it through nefarious means. That's fine. Right. This hey, I'm not gonna judge you. You, I, I you live wait. in Utah, you, know, you live around enough judgment. I'm not gonna judge you. Uh, so. Do that, brother. <laughs> I joke, I kid. What uh, okay, spoiler free, what'd you think? Spoiler free. I love it. I really? I was very nervous. But, you know, David Tennant was brilliant. In, uh, yeah, he was. I, I love David Tennant. I mean you know, I hear about him as, as a possible um, Bilbo, you know, in The New Hobbit. I mm-hmm. love that idea. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, recently, I heard someone put out there uh, David Tennant as the Penguin in the next Batman movie. Brilliant idea. But I really like Matt Smith. He, he brings a little bit of a different edge to the Doctor that uh, the other ones have. Yeah. And the, the new companion is gorgeous. Yeah, I, I saw I the pictures of her. She is she is a she's quite foine, as we yes. say. She <laughs> is foine. Um, it, the the showrunner now is um, Moffat. Moffat. Uh, I've right. I've got friends that have mixed emotions about Moffat. On one hand, uh, Dave from the Vortex, he's a big Moffat fan. Uh, Casey, who's been on this show before, not so mm-hmm. much. Um, how do you feel about him? You know, you look back at his uh, track record. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, the names of the episodes are escaping me right now. I do know Blink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my Which favorite is a huge, episode. Yeah, that's a lot of people's favorite episode. Oh, I love that. That one, the, the, the Girl in the Fireplace, I believe. And I'm pretty sure that was a Moffat episode. My favorite episodes have been Moffat episodes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I figure he's he's been with the team been a big part of the team uh, to this point. You know, I'll go for a ride with him. So, yeah, yeah I feel like he's... I, the two episodes I've seen, I, I've, I've really enjoyed them. The second one was a little bit weaker, mm-hmm. but the first one was a lot So they had fun. a strong first outing then with, uh, yes. with Smith. Yeah. You know, the, no. one thing, the one thing, the last uh, Russell Davies and his crew, it seemed like... As Tennant's doctor was, you know, getting ready to say goodbye and, and regenerate, and as he was saying goodbye on on the uh, on the show to all of his former friends and companions or whatever, it seemed like that they were saying Doctor Who is over. Um, it 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 looked like that the the people who were coming in with Matt Smith were really being written by Russell Davies and, and crew 
into a position where they either were backed into a complete corner or had to almost start from scratch, it seems. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. And so and so it seems to me like they've got a huge challenge to rise to. Um, I know they're supposed to be bringing the Blink Angels back at some they point. Um, I, you have to imagine the Daleks will make some kind of appearance because no matter how dead they are, they're never dead. They're never dead. Um, and so I don't know. I'm I'm just excited to see how this match. I mean, how does he? How is he as the Doctor? I mean, it's got to be so hard to follow David Tennant. It it does, but I I think he he you know. Um, Oh, how would you say? I no, he does a good job. Okay. I, I I feel like he's a a mix of Tennant and um, Eccleston. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I get that feeling from him. Like I say, this last episode wasn't as strong as the first, but sure. there was a part that was just summed up this Doctor to a T. Yeah. Well, you know, with when it comes to Doctor Who episodes, though, they're. During when you have your full seasons, there are a lot of hit and miss ones. There are some that just you're like, what are they doing? I'm sorry, the one episode where um, the chick gets sucked down into the concrete and he brings her back, and it's just her face on the concrete. Right. The guy's video Did blogging not about care it. For that one, it was so weird. It was bizarre. It was just ridiculously weird, and I was yep. like, who wrote this? Yeah. So yeah. Um, what else have you? I mean, is is Doctor Who your thing? You've been geeking out about anything else? You know, um, I, Stargate Universe. I, I oh, enjoy yeah. that. I, I I was hoping they wouldn't introduce aliens. You know. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they have, um, I, I was hoping for it to be more of a character uh, study, kind of like in in the vein of Battlestar. Okay. Uh, you know, because I think that's what made Battlestar great was okay. was that. Uh, they didn't focus on the sci-fi as much as the characters and what would a character do in this situation. Now, are, that's you, what are I, you referring to I'm the s- 1970s and 80s Battlestar? <laughs> no, the, oh. the new Battlestar. Okay, because see, I didn't, I watched the, the miniseries of that and it was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, really? I love the old Battlestar Galactica. I have such a fondness for it. Um, just because of the campiness and the cheesiness of it. It just was so much fun. You know, and and maybe that's uh, see that that's how I felt like the Doctor Who. I love the current uh, iteration, but I didn't care for the older one because of the cheese factor. Okay. Same way with Battlestar. Yeah. I adore the new one. I yeah. think it's brilliant. Well, a lot the of people one. do. When it comes to geeks, I'm in the minority on my opinion of Battlestar. <laughs> And, you know, I've had a lot of people say, give it a chance, give it a chance. Give it a-. And, and people said that about Lost. And I was like, oh, I won't like it. I won't like oh. it. And now I'm totally into Lost. But Lost is brilliant. <laughs> oh. oh, last night. Oh, when she blew up, I just. <laughs> oh, I love so it. Awesome. It's so. Listen, that is my second favorite bit next to someone getting smashed by a vehicle unexpectedly. <laughs> I love the I'm suddenly blown up bit. You know, I just, it's. it was. I, I wanted Hurley to say. Dude, you got some. What was her name? Elena. Yeah, yeah. Elena on. Yeah, like you said with been, arts. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I found out that I really enjoyed Lost, um, and so I don't know. I mean, I might be willing to give Battlestar a chance. What I find about myself is, as much as I like, I love Star Wars, and I'm into some sci-fi. That a lot of times sci-fi doesn't really, you know, a lot of sci-fi doesn't really appeal to me. Um, I, unless it is that old 80s, you know, fun, cheesy, last Starfighter type stuff. <laughs> I love that show. 
um, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so I don't know. I haven't even watched. I've, I've got a good friend uh, who's just started writing for Geek Out Online named Jesse, and he was a big SG-1 fan. And mm-hmm. and while I saw the movie Stargate, I never really got into SG One. And he's like, "You need to watch it. You need to totally go pick it up and, and do it." So I've Netflixed SG One, and they're down my queue, and I'll be watching that soon to try to get into it and see what I think. I was a big fan of SG One. Yeah. Well, now uh, I've I've heard a lot of mixed things about Universe, though. Are you you but are you digging Universe? I mean, you said you wish it would have been more of a character driven thing. But, I mean, are you okay with the direction they're taking, or, or do you think you're going to keep watching it? I, I am. I, I'll stick with it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want it to go down the same road as uh, Stargate Atlantis. Uh, I, I felt like it got too cheesy and too, you know, good. It sounds good. phenomenal. So you definitely got something there. Hey, Ryan, well, I won't, I won't cause you to lose any more battery. Um, <laughs> Thanks so much for sticking around and being a part of this tonight. Sir. Hey, thanks for letting me talk. Hey, you're listen. You're a member of the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. You got to be heard from. You got to be heard from. So, thanks a lot, man. Hey, and we will. I, I'm going to try to do this again with a little bit more planning and stuff. So, be a part of it then, if you will. Good. Good. I'd love to. All right, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Have a All great right, night, thanks, man. Steve. See you. You too. Bye bye. And thanks once again to Ryan for calling in. Well, that is um, just about it for the call-in spectacular. We sent it right back around to my good friend and yours, Corey L. And after having some problems with his mic, uh, Mark Vibbert joined the conversation. And we talk about all things geek. Um, Oh, my gosh. From Lost to Smallville to Wrestling to the decision by Christopher Nolan to keep Batman and Superman in separate universes. We talk about the Avengers movie that's coming up. We talk about Iron Man 2 and Thor and Captain America and the casting and all this other stuff. So uh, it's a it's a classic geek out loud with my guest, Coriel and Mark Vibbert. So, um, you know what? Let's just go to it. Yo. Steve. Welcome back to Geek Out Loud. I'm back, Steve. You are back. I'm back in the saddle again. Oh, no. Steve, I'm back from the future. What happened? Nothing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing happened, Steve. That's, That's why I came back. Because well, it's boring. And here you are on Geek Out Loud again. So... Yes. So Corey, what's up? What's up? I, I tried to talk to Mark, Mark Vibbert, and his mic won't work. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to intentionally kind of be last, and so I don't. Are you guys playing an evil trick on me? Oh well, you know, um, I'm actually talking to Mark um, yeah. in the chat, and he just told me his stupid mic isn't working. <laughs> okay, so you're not playing an evil trick on me. No, unfortunately. That's no. I'm not. That, I'm not that bright. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, that's not what I hear. Oh, well, I'm glad that you think highly of me. <laughs> I, Corey, I think incredibly highly of you, sir. 
So you don't don't you ever doubt my high thinking of you. I think you're great. So, you are the star. You are the star of my life, sir. Oh. So, yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna try to live up to that and and try to be the best I can be for you. There you Steve. go. There you go. There you go. Just Steve. Steve. So so how was your uh, your your night uh, talking to everybody? It's been crazy, man. It's been, you know what? I was really worried when I put the call out that no one would come on and be able to carry on a conversation. Right. You know, that's the risk you run when you run in the circles we run in. <laughs> and everyone has just been great. It's been just, it's been a night full of great calls. That is amazing. It is amazing. I, I, I like how, uh, you know, Apparently, well, when I listen to this episode, uh, hopefully everybody can have something uh, good to say, good input. What did, what did you talk about the most? Um, you know, we were all over the board, man. All over yeah. the board, all night long. Uh, I know you and I talked a little supernatural. There was a okay. lot of lost talk going on. Oh, I didn't even get into that with you. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> come on. There was a lot of Smallville talk. Okay. Um. You know, so yeah, just you know, just it was all over the board. Had some people talking some Stargate, some Doctor Who. So I don't see that that's stuff I'm not familiar with. So did you did you talk wrestling, Steve? I didn't get to talk wrestling. Oh. Well John Cena. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, your time is up. My time is now. You can't see me, my time is now. It's a franchise and I'm shining now. You can't see me. My time is now. Oh, John Cena. Are you being serious? Or are you just are you ribbing me right now? Are you giving me a hard time? No, I'm I'm totally serious, dude. Are you a Cena I, I, fan? Am I a Cena fan? Yeah. I'm a I'm a Cena ex like I accept Cena. Okay. All right. That that's that's how I am. You you I think we talked about this before. You know, like who my boy is, like who I who I follow. No, I don't that, think. Have we ever talked about this? Uh, I I follow Edge. Oh we, yeah. That, that? On this day, yeah. I see clearly. <laughs> yes. You yeah, think you I know me? I, I I follow them you know, from from the first moments. You know, he started coming out of the crowd. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you think you know me? Um, yeah, man. Would that Miami yeah. Vice sound in music? <laughs> did that not sound like the Miami Vice theme? The original Edge theme? Oh, it did. Totally did. Totally it did. did. I love it. I, listen, I'm not dogging on it at all. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you, sir. Mm-hmm. I have been geeking out like all crap about wrestling lately. I really have. I've just ever since coming out of the closet on gold about my yeah. wrestling fandom. You know, because I always dropped hints, but when right. just full on letting it fly. I've just I've just re-embraced my whole wrestling fandom again, like to the point that I really want to do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I know somebody else who wanted to do a wrestling podcast. Who's that? You? What? You? Oh, I don't think I would be good enough for a oh. wrestling podcast. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I haven't watched recent like recently in in at least a year or so. I, I know that. Um, Undertaker won yeah, against yeah. Shawn Michaels. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's about Can it. I tell oh. you, that was an amazing match. I heard, dude. I oh. wish I would have saw it. Amazing match. I was literally on my feet for the last <laughs> half of it. 
I get into it. I so get into it, yeah. man. When you hear me talk about Smallville and stuff and, and yeah. Star Wars, and I start getting passionate about it, it's because there's a part of my brain that's still a child that, that <laughs> for some reason thinks all this stuff is real. And when I watch wrestling, that part just complete. it becomes like a, I'm watching a real sporting event. Totally, totally. And I agree I with you. I totally get into it so big. I really, really do. And uh, um, I, I know I've told the story on here before. Last year, or John Cena had a, a 60-minute Iron Man match mm-hmm. with Randy Orton, and it was going to be the last time they ever faced off. Uh, okay. If 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 Orton won, he I think at that point he got the belt. But it, and but Cena, and Cena had to leave Raw. If if Orton lost, he'd never get to fight Cena for the belt again. Okay. And um, and we're watching that thing, and Orton's beating the crap out of Cena. And this, <laughs> and my and my friend's little girl who loves John Cena, she starts to kind of cry a little bit because she's sad that Cena's getting beat up. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, for the last 15, 20 minutes of that match, I was on my feet just saying, come on, Cena, you got to get up and get these <laughs> pinfalls, man. He's ahead of you in the falls. He's, he's beating you more times than you beat. you got to do this, man. And it was just, it was so good. The, the guy knows how, Cena knows how to tell a story in the ring. A lot of people, you know, are like you. They accept him. Oh, yeah, and then there's yeah. some people who just hate him because he's such the face of the company. He's such a company man. Yeah. But my thing is, I saw the guy spend 45 minutes with fans at just a, at a rinky-dink house show in Macon, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I saw him laugh at a poster that was insulting him, you know, jokingly. You know, I saw yeah. him get the joke that we made about him, and I saw him laugh it off and, and slap our hands anyway. And that, to me, I was like, I'm, I'm behind this guy. And he right. does some great mic work, you know. Oh, yeah, he does. He knows, he knows how to talk. He yeah, he's, he's not going to pull out a five-second pose or anything. No. But he, he knows how to talk. Like, the dude, if he ever stops wrestling, he needs to be a preacher. Even if he doesn't believe it, he can sell it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I see him on like the, the the late night talk shows, and he's talking about it. He's just uh, he's 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 crazy. Like I, I've I've been to a couple of shows myself, and that's where the that's where the real magic is. You know, when you go to yeah. the to the actual event yeah. and see. Uh, and I was next to you know next to the stage, close enough to the stage to where the pyro hit, and, and it got hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it, I it used to. Hot. You have to you have to wipe your brow a couple of times. After, <laughs> you know, after yes. a couple. Of, oh. Kane, when Kane comes out, that, oh, man, yes, that fire, a- those flames like that are are so hot. They yeah, really are. They really are. Uh, um, and, I used to do, uh, you know, back in the day when WCW was still in its heyday. Mm-hmm. I would, um, I would watch. Uh, I, we went to a few nitros, and um, and we were at one in Macon, Georgia, Macon Coliseum, Macon, Georgia. The year was 1997. It was the Monday Night Nitro before the Starcade where Sting and Hogan were going to fight. Mm-hmm. And um, Randy Savage had joined the NWO, and I was with a friend who was a big Randy Savage fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Macho Man. Dig it. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, my friend was a big Randy Savage fan, he had joined the NWO and we're sitting there and there's this little group of this family of girls like these three girls mm-hmm. sitting next to us, they hate the NWO 
And I forget what happened, but it was Macho Man's match, and whoever he was fighting, three guys from the NWO came out and helped him beat the guy down so Macho Man could pin him. And my friend right. Justin's up yelling and screaming and everything, just excited as all get out. And the mom of those girls says, other people are really trying to enjoy this. And so <laughs> he sits down because he's just a nice guy. And the right. minute I hated the NWO, but the minute his butt hit the seats, I said, I'm like, yeah, you go, NWO for life. <laughs> and the girls looked at him, and they're like, it took three to beat him. And my friend Justin's like, that's right, one, two, three. <laughs> I'm like, you are talking smack to some girls at a wrestling event. But it was so much yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. it. I mean, I don't mind telling you, I love it. Yeah, it gets, it gets intense, man. Corey, we're going to we're going to try to bring uh, Mark Vibbert into the conversation right now because he's Let's been waiting. Mark, you there? Is it working? Mark, we can hear you. Mark, thank you. Mark, you're on Mark. with you're on with Steve and Corey and the Geek Out Loud impromptu Geek Out Loud call in spectacular. Oh, uh, spectacular indeed. I'm glad my mic is working. I'm sorry about that before. Oh, that's fine. That we can fix that in post. That's what's good about <laughs> editing. That's right. How's it going, Mark? Pretty good. How are you, Steve? I'm great. What are you geeking out about, sir? Um, getting a job. Are you employed? <laughs> well, I have a job at, at Blockbuster right now, but I'm trying to get a job in the like the production area in New York City right now. Oh yeah, yeah like, I'm to like to 35 places. <laughs> now you yeah, he's trying to come down. Uh, you know, you might check me out because I'm right there. In, you know, in the city and stuff like that. So we're gonna hang out, and be best friends. Oh, <laughs> me and Mark are going to be best friends. Geek out loud, making BFFs. We're going to oh. be roomies in Comic Con too. Oh, that's oh, cool. Oh yeah, when we go to San Diego, oh, that's going to be fun. That's cool. What yeah. about um, what about you guys, uh, Mark? You you do is Crowland Productions? Is that your thing? Yeah, it's well, I basically use that as, as a name for any of the, the movies that I've been making. Mm-hmm. So I can have kind of a semi-legitimate quote-unquote production company. Right. Um, so, like, the past, like, let's see, I don't know, like, eight or ten movies that i worked on since yeah. I've been in school up until now. I just had them under that name. Yeah. Now, are these things... I'm, I'm at crowlandproductions.com right now. Right. Are these Are these movies that you can watch online? Short, yeah, um, like if you click films? the poster, mm-hmm. it'll actually bring you to a, the link of a video file on Vimeo.com oh, cool. of all the movies. Good. All right. Awesome. What, do you have a favorite one that you've worked on? Um, I think that the first one I did, short film. Yeah. I think that one I'm still most proud of still, just because one of the awards I went for it was Best Screenplay. Oh, cool. But the awesome thing about that is that we didn't write a screenplay for it. It was all just ad lib. Yeah, yeah. What? So um, I just I just thought it was funny that I won an award for, <laughs> for screenplay best, that I didn't. Oh, for write. best screenplay, and it's all ad lib. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um, my, well, since you, and so you're wanting to break into the the filmmaking business or just any anything to do with entertainment. Well, I, Oh, God. No, I'm asking. All right, okay. no, the question is over. Oh. All right. You know, you may oh. now answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ultimately, someday I'd, I'd like to be like a, a director of film. Yeah, yeah. 
it's my ultimate goal someday. Sure, sure. Mark, you're real soft-spoken. I can see you in a George Lucas-type role. <laughs> uh, faster, more intense. <laughs> uh, give me a little bit more on that. Uh, okay. Um, well, what are you looking forward to movie-wise coming out this year, Mark? Um, well, I'm looking forward to, to Kick-Ass that's coming out on... Oh, Earth. yeah. None of us have talked about that tonight. Tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, no, the, the 16th of April. Well, technically, tomorrow, because now it's after. Right, yeah, it comes out, at, at the time of this recording, it comes out this Friday or tomorrow. Um, right. W- no one has talked about that tonight on the show at all. Mm. Yeah, that, uh, I, I hesitate to say the name on Geek Out Loud, but, you know, it is well, what we, it is. We could, we could say, what, what, yeah, what my, my son the other day, my four-year-old son came in, the room the other day while I was on the computer and said, Dad, guess what I want to go see? Because apparently, because the trailer must have been on TV. Right. He's like, kick ass. Oh, no. And I was like, uh, Patrick, why, why don't we say kick butt instead? And you'll probably have to wait probably another 12 years before you can watch that. He's really upset that he can't go see it. Yeah. Have you guys read those comics? I have been I meaning actually... to uh, I actually have it on my uh, on my phone. I have like a few issues on my Android phone. Got the app for that. I hear you. I hear it's brutal. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's very uh, bloody. It's, you, it's you think the movie? Stuff. You think the movie will live up to that? I hope so. I really do. I mean, I don't. It doesn't have to have as much like blood as or you know as in uh, the comic, but I think about the trailers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How things are going around. Yeah, looks like it's going to be a real good one. I read a review just a little while ago that Roger Ebert said that it was pretty bloody, and he didn't, he didn't really like that. Okay, I guess just because there's an 11 year old girl in it that's yeah. like doing yeah. some of this killing and stuff. So. Right. Mm. What but, um the the other one that's coming out that's that's based on a comic uh, outside of like Iron Man uh, is this Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It comes out at some point oh, later this year. That's awesome. Yeah, well, how yeah. about one of the bad guys he has to fight, or one of the ex boyfriends is Brandon Ralph. Yeah, it's Brandon Routh. Yeah, oh, one of them. One of them is Chris Evans too. Like, oh, is it like, really? He's right. on like a comic book run this year. I didn't know that. Chris Evans, yeah. guys, I hadn't talked to anyone about that. Chris Evans is oh, Captain, Captain America. America. Captain America. Thank you for repeating it. How do we feel? <laughs> um, I don't know. At first, I was indifferent just because like he'd already played him. Yeah, That's yeah. really all I can picture him as now. But I don't. I don't know. I think. He's a good enough actor. He can he can do it. I, I think that um, that by the people who they were you know, mentioning were were going up for the role, um, I guess he was the best one out of the out of the choices that they were you know making. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had um, the the guy from uh, the office. Yeah, Jim. Oh, John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. Oh gosh, I, I don't know how I would have saw that. I uh, that. That wouldn't have made any sense. He had such a he has such a goofy face. Like I was trying yeah, to picture him yeah. in that mask and that nose. I just couldn't see. <laughs> I mean, I mean, far be it for me to talk about anyone's physical appearance sitting here as a fat fatty. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah, there there has to be some type of square jawed, right. you know, American Pie blonde hair, blue eyed look about him. I think Chris Evans has got the look. I don't know if he has the acting chops to come off as earnest as he needs to to be Captain yeah. America. They were looking at Chris Pine too. 
Captain Kirk. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't go with him. Yeah, because he's already got that. Yeah, and he's a little too boyish. I was I was thinking Matthew Fox. I don't like if they maybe if like he's dyed his hair blonde. I think he could have. Is that Steve Rogers? Jack from Lost, right? Yeah, Matthew Fox is is Jack on Lost. He was Racer X and Speed Racer. He was Racer X. Oh my gosh! I just plain didn't see that movie. Yeah, I saw (laughs) it. It was on Stars, so I watched it. That is a very underrated movie, too. I will agree. I thought it was pretty good for what it was. Yeah. John Goodman. John Goodman. You can't go wrong with John Goodman. He Mm. spilled his blood in Nam for you to be able to watch that movie. Walter, I really don't see what this has to do with Nam. Um, (laughs) Oh, with Chris Evans is is Captain America. He's going to be in at at least three four films as uh, as Captain America. Yeah, he had I mean, to sign on a big yeah. big contract to do that. I mean, you know, and and the thing is when you get he and and uh and Robert Downey Jr together mm-hmm. um along with whoever else they have in that and that event. Yeah, Sam Jackson. Yeah, Sam Jackson. Yeah. Whoever they choose to pick play Thor. Haven't they got Thor picked out? Yeah, they're actually yeah. filming. Yeah, they're um, filming Thor. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't remember what the guy's name is. I can't playing either. Right off, I can't either right off the top of my head. But I'm just saying, uh, are are these guys going to be able to coexist on the on the big screen, or is Downey Jr. just going to overshadow them all? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be. I mean, I'm not trying to be too funny. I'm just saying that that Robert Downey Jr. he lights up a screen when he's on it. Yeah, he really does. You know, oh, uh, did you hear the, the news about who's directing the Avengers today? Uh, Josh oh. Whedon. J- Josh Whedon. Yeah, Josh Whedon. <laughs> going back and doing a rewrite of the script as well, I guess. Uh, now, see, I don't like him going back and doing a rewrite of the script. Mm. If he wants to direct it, that's fine. I, okay. I think that, I think that you know, they if they need if they feel like they need a rewrite, let's get some people in. Not that I don't like Josh Whedon. Let me go ahead and make that abundantly clear. I I'm not I don't fall into the camp of the of the big Whedon verse fans that, you know a lot of people yeah. do, but I just I think that I don't know. The only reason I'm okay with it is because the original guy that wrote the script yeah. wrote X Men: The Last Stand and oh. Elektra. Okay, well yeah, he needed to rewrite that thing then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although he also wrote X Two, so X and X Two was good. Okay, yeah, I like so, X Two. But to my understanding, uh, Joss Whedon only directed one other movie, and that was Serenity, right? Yeah, and that was based on his own stuff. So I don't yeah, know. yeah. So it, it's it's a toss up to see what's going he, on. He was going to direct that Wonder Woman movie though, but I guess he lost because of the creative stuff. Yeah, you know, right. Joss Whedon would have been great to direct a Wonder Woman movie, but instead he jumps over to Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting few years, you know, um, to be a Marvel fan, to be a comic book fan, to be a superhero fan. Um, you know, since the, since you know, unless there's any, I don't know that there are any more impending strikes on the horizon. Um, I sure hope not. You know, we should get one at least one big tentpole superhero movie a year now, leading up to yeah. that big Avengers thing. And I, I mean, there, you there's going to be about two apiece. Yeah, when you talk about Chris Evans signing on as Captain America, I mean he's really signing about a a, a six to eight year deal there to mm-hmm. to do that role, and I guess as well as Downey Jr. and, and all the other people are too. But um, you know, kudos to Marvel Studios for getting the crap in order and, and and really trying to give something special. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, now if DC can do that, tell. Well, yeah. you know, you you guys are here, and we can talk about this since you, since you brought it up. Um, I was going to do it on the non-calling portion of the show, but this thing has gone so long that I think we're going to have to not have much of a non-calling portion. The the whole, you know, Christopher Nolan is overseeing, he's kind of an exec producer, I guess, on Superman now. Right, um, Man of Steel. Yeah, or whatever they're going to call it, the new Superman yeah. product. And a lot of the questions that have come up of what about a Superman Batman kind of thing? What you know, what's what's the situation there? And uh, and he made the comment that he likes Superman and Batman in two different like, universes. Oh yeah, like they're on separate worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And and he doesn't think they should mix. And that's caused a lot of people to come back like, well, what about a Superman Batman movie or a Justice League movie? What do you guys think? Um, I'm gonna say that. Hey, in a way, I agree with him, you know, because it, Dark Knight is, is, I cannot see Superman existing in that universe, you know, pretty much at all. Um, but on the other hand, I would love to see a Justice League movie with the same characters, or with the same actors that played, you know, in the Bat and the Batman and the upcoming Superman movie. Right. Yeah. You know, you would love to, to not have to worry about, you know, seeing a whole new set of, um, of superheroes. Uh, you know, played by different characters. Um, and if, you know, Batman, you know, the Dark Knight and and the new Superman movie, if they're, if they're you know, great, you want to see, you know, Christopher Nolan uh, go on to do, like, a Justice League movie. You want yeah, to yeah. continue. Um, yeah. So, I mean, him saying that, it, it really, it really has me conflicted. I, I can see why, why it would be better off if they were separate, but I would really like to see them, you know, yeah, you know, existing, coexisting in the same universe. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, um, I, I don't know. I, I see what you're saying as far as the Dark Knight and the Superman thing. And Mark, you can chime in anytime you want. Um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like the thing that people forget is, is the reason Batman and Superman are so interesting when they get together is because they shouldn't be able to coexist. Right. That That is the key. And, and the fact that they find and they forge a friendship and a trust and, you know, a bond like no other superheroes have, even though they're so different and, and worlds apart in their styles and their thinking and, and the people they have to face, that's what makes that team up so, so interesting. And I think what people need to remember is the DC Universe, you've got your cities, you know, it's not necessarily they're from two different worlds. It's they're from two different cities. Superman's flying over the streets of Metropolis, which is a completely different place than than Gotham City. Metropolis has its organized crime and everything, but it's a high-tech organized crime. You know, it's, a, right. it's organized crime right. that's going to be in league with Darkseid, for crying out loud. Um, right. Whereas Gotham isn't the city of tomorrow. Gotham is the city of today. And, and I mm-hmm. think that if you can find a way, and it's gonna, and it would take a talented writer. I mean, it really would to pull in what Nolan has done in the Batman movies, Batman Begins of the Dark Knight, and and combine that with any type of Superman type story to have those two work together. But I'm telling you what, I, I think the villains are over the top enough that you could really have it work out. You do a you know, Ra's al Ghul, he can't be dead. What if you had Liam Neeson, right. Ra's al Ghul, working with a Lex Luthor, a Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor? Hmm. I mean, that'd be amazing. 
that that would be a, that would be a good combination. Uh, I think I like, like Liam Neeson with Kevin Spacey. That'd be amazing. <laughs> by the way, that would be like I'd watch that movie with no superheroes in it. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I mean, when it comes to, to a, a Batman-Superman movie, would it be best if, you know, if the main, uh, like, if they were in Metropolis or if they were in, in Gotham, like, what would the, the movie take place? Or or should it be in some other place altogether, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that, like that would be, that would actually be two different movies, if, you know, depending on whether it's based in Metropolis or based in... That's Gotham. that's a good point, Mark. A Superman Batman movie if they were to make it Gotham or Metropolis setting. Mm. Maybe like start it off in one or the other and then end it at, at the. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you yeah, I, mean, I can see maybe starting it off in one and then going back and forth. Right. Maybe ultimately choosing one by the end of the the movie to to have the big climactic ending in. I mean, Corey, you're right. It's going to be a different movie, which either way you go. I mean, if you go Metropolis being the main setting, it's going to be a completely different movie than if, if Gotham's the main setting. I think that you, I think you could have them bounce back and forth between the cities, and the big ending be somewhere completely different, like the climax take. Because to bring these two together, it's going to have. It can't be just Metropolis and Gotham threatening. I don't think it's almost mm-hmm. got to be world threatening. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the same thing with a Justice League movie. That's what's going to set that stuff apart from, you know, a Superman movie or a Batman movie. With a Batman movie, it's all about Gotham City. Gotham City, mm-hmm. Gotham City. With Superman, I think a writer goes in with the preconceived notion that the first Superman <coughs> movie has to be all about the world um, yeah. and it, or the nation. And it doesn't. It, it can be just about Metropolis, you know, a threat to Metropolis. And Did either either of you see I Am Legend at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. So, somewhere in the background, there, there's a poster that Warner Brothers put in there. That's a poster that says "World's Finest." On oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's got the freaking 2012. Yeah, it's got the freaking Batman Superman symbol on there. Yeah, it's awesome. That's, and then the thing there's like a Teen Titans somewhere in there too. There's yeah, like I've heard. Big, yeah, oh, it's yeah, in a, it's in a video window, in the, in the, video store window. Video store, yeah. Yeah. Some people were thinking like that was actually like maybe like on the slate for like WB to do these movies. I think it was at one point. I really, I don't think it, I, you know, I think they obviously threw that in there just to nod to the fans or whatever. I think, I, I think this is always on the back burner at WB. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Warner Brothers definitely wants to plug into these things. And, and I did talk, I forget who I was talking about this to earlier, but I just think that they haven't been able to find the formula to do it properly. I, I For whatever reason, the process that should be the most streamlined process in the world to greenlight some freaking superhero movies should have come out of Warner Brothers because right. of their tie to DC Comics. I mean, it should have been a no-brainer for them to put the right writers on and and to make some good movies. The yeah. pro- I think, I don't know if it's just DC being so protective or Warner Brothers just having their heads up their rear ends. I really don't know what it is. It you does know? seem like it would be easier since they have all the rights so like most DC stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To it, do that. Yeah. Whereas Mar- Marvel has to still... Since they're reboot, if since they're rebooting Spider-Man and they want to reboot Fantastic Four now too, mm-hmm. if I, I almost want them to wait to do those to see if Marvel can acquire the rights back to those, so that way they can incorporate like say Spider-Man and Fantastic Four into like a, maybe like an eventual 
sequel to like yeah, the Avengers big, movies. Yeah, so you see Spider-Man movie. show up with the Avengers. Oh, I stuff. think it'd be great. I think, yeah. or to or to have Wolverine show up against the Hulk. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. I, I think that'd be great. The thing, what Marvel really needs to do is they need to get their people in from Marvel Studios to work with these other companies because Hulk, I think, is still a Universal property. I think Universal still has the rights to the Hulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they worked with them for the Incredible Hulk. To yeah, they them, worked with yeah to, yeah to to bring Paramount, you know, to bring this character that was under the the Paramount distribution. But now that was all done though under that umbrella of the Marvel Studios. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. Universal and Paramount at the end of the day are just distributors. Um, right. The thing is, is Sony has the the creative rights to you know a movie, as in Fox has the creative rights to Fantastic Four and all their characters and the X Men and all their characters. I want to see a list of characters. That's that's that would be interesting to me, is to see what characters do they consider in the Spider-Man universe, you know, for Sony Pictures and and for right. the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, what characters? I mean, obviously Silver Surfer and Galactus are in there. Um, like, who is the rights to Daredevil? Is that Fox? That's Fox. Too? Yeah, that's Fox. You know, which mean, and they've got the Kingpin, and I always thought yeah. Kingpin is a Spider-Man villain. Thought, yeah, you know. Which I'd love to see a Daredevil Spider-Man movie could be cool. Oh, you know, um, with the Kingpin. I love Michael Clark Duncan as the Kingpin. By the way, oh yeah, that was yeah. that was some of the most brilliant superhero movie casting in years. Right, um, I agree. You know, no, Fox Fox has has X Men. Yeah, yeah, they've got X Men as well, and that's a huge list. If you start getting into who's in the yeah. X Men universe, um, that's a huge yeah. list of characters. Gambit. See that Brian Singer's doing a new X Men movie too. He's doing oh, yeah, X Men first, first Class, isn't he? Class. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. that's I, I'm excited about the return of Brian Singer to the X Men franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, he he even said that he enjoyed doing those those team up movies better because apparently it appeals to his ADD nature, and I can understand that because he's like if you get kind of stuck on one character, you can just jump to another character, you know, to kind of focus on like if you like in the storytelling aspect. And he talked about in Superman, it was hard because you had to kind of zone in you know, on, on this one character. And let's be honest, all he did in Superman was remake Richard Donner's movie. You know? I must think maybe it'd be easier for Brian Singer to do a Justice League movie because that way then he could go back and forth between from Superman to yeah. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know. I I think that I think that Singer did a lot good for the Superman character. Yeah. As, as far as the movie goes, and I think he did a lot of harm at the same time. Um, as much as he as much as he gave us hope to get something down the road. He set the franchise, you know. I mean, he just took the franchise and stuck it into what in in the continuity from the past, and and I think that was, yeah. I think it was almost that was, more of like a homage to like those original. Well, I mean, it was it was meant to be a sequel to Superman two, right? You know, and I think that's yeah. and I think that's where the mistake was is is it worked, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was it it had its place, but then it didn't see it didn't really. I don't know. It, it was it, there's so much right with it, and there's so many little things that just kind of always nag at the back of my brain about that movie. Uh, about yeah, the, the thing, the thing that I, that I always took from it was that you know what it tried to do, it did right. But is that what we wanted from it? Yeah, is time? that what it needed to try to do? Right. Yeah, is right. that what he needed right. to try to do with it? I, it? I mean, it successfully did what it was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, oh, indeed. Listen, and, I, I, and I've said a million times, and I have no problem saying that I had tears in my eyes when Superman landed that plane and people were cheering for him in the stadium. That was yeah. definitely the greatest part of the movie. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. the thing when that's your climax and you've still got an hour and a half of a movie to go. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of you better you better be doing some Irvin Kirshner Empire Strikes Back crap if that's the case, <laughs> because I mean that's what they did in Empire. You had your big battle thirty minutes in, you know, with the with the walkers and everything on Hoth, and right. then it really kind of slowed down. You know, for for the movie, you, you know, you had an asteroid chase in there, which I guess is the equivalent of, you know, him doing a few saves here and there. And you had uh, the stuff on Bespin, but you had Luke training with Yoda. The thing is, is the writing was so good and the story was so compelling that it's, you know, Empire is one of the favorite movies of all time by people that are Star Wars fans. And, um, and, and I think that when you put your climax 30 minutes in, you better have a huge, awesome character moment at the end and it can't be this is your son you know especially mm-hmm. without the prospect of, of of following through with with a sequel or something with that and and I don't know that they had any clue where they were going to go with that to be honest with you I don't have enough faith in the system to think they had a clue where they were going so but I, I'm I'm interested though to see how this Marvel thing plays out in the theaters with with the Avengers because I I want to know who the bad guy is going to be. Mm-hmm. I've heard at some points that it was going to be like the Hulk, kind of like in in those the animated ones they've done. Yeah, the but you know I don't like that at all because I think the Hulk is not supposed to be a villain. He's an antihero. Yeah, right. you know, and if I anything, guess, the Hulk. I guess that's why they did the ending they did though for the Incredible Hulk because it's an ambiguous like is. Yeah. Is Bruce Banner smiling like that because he has control of it now, or is he smiling like that because he's going to be a bad guy now? I don't right. see. I don't think. I don't think the Hulk is a bad guy works because the Hulk at his core, even the dumb, savage Hulk at his core has has a heart, right. you know. And 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 I think, and and ultimately, with all the fights he's been in, it's because he's been misunderstood. I think what they need to do is. I don't know if they have the Hulk in it at all, which he was one of the original Avengers. Um, yeah. If they have the Hulk in it at all, I think it needs to be in, in, in as much as they're fighting him at first, you know, to try to get him under control right. or whatever. And he ends up being the weapon they need to use to, to beat Ultron or uh, Kang or whoever, you know, the real bad guy in the movie is. And that's, you know, would it be, it could be a Hydra thing. It could be Hydra. I don't know. That's why I want to see a list of the characters that these people have the rights to. Because right. then we could really start to narrow it down to who's what. Because, I mean, who is an X-Men character, you know? <laughs> yeah, Beast is a freaking Avenger, you know? So is Wolverine, but... Um, Did you hear about the, the, the in the comics, the, the new uh, the new people who they're listing as, as X-Men? No, like they have they have Spider Man listed as the X Men. They have um, who else? They they were announcing something. I was reading it up on uh, on IGN. Oh wow! That, um, they they have like some names that are just like really surprising. I'm gonna hmm. try to really look this up real fast. Where is, um, it, is that supposed to just like fit in like chronologically anywhere, or is that just like? Well, you know, new? they've got this whole Age of Heroes thing coming after Siege. Right. And I think I saw today a lineup of the new Avengers, the Secret Avengers, that are led by Captain America in a weird '90s looking costume. But it's like the Beast and Nova, and it was a really strange lineup of characters to me to be in the Avengers. Um, 
But I hadn't heard no. anything about the X Men stuff. No, they uh, okay. So they have um, Gambit. They have uh, Elektra. Okay. They have um, Psylocke, Spider Man, Magneto, She Hulk. Um, this is in the X Men. Magneto's part of the X Men. Yeah, these are, are, are X Men. This is what I'm reading. This is an article that I'm reading from um, April 14th. So. Uh, wow. Yesterday, from what we're recording. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it, they're they're showing like teasers and stuff with about you know the new X Men franchise. But like, uh, there's only a couple of people here who are original X Men. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And there's when you're talking She Hulk and Spider Man, they're not even mutants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't. I don't know. Like, well, look. Listen to this. This new Secret Avengers lineup, though. Too. You've okay. got Captain America. Okay. War Machine, those two seem to make sense. Beast is in there, and Beast has been an Avenger from way back when, you know, back in the in the Perez days. Uh, Valkyrie, who is, she's a Defender, not really an Avenger. Nova, mm-hmm. and Moon Knight. These are the people that are on the on the cover of or on the big promotional poster for the Heroic Age, uh, the Secret Avengers, and there are two more that they haven't. Um, Haven't meant, haven't let hadn't released yet, and so I'm wondering if that's like Thor and someone else. But it just is a weird, odd Avengers team, and Captain America's running around in like a shield uniform. It's a little Captain America eyes, and so I don't know what they're doing over at Marvel. I was telling someone earlier tonight, I've mentioned it several times, that I, I finally made it to a comic store last week, and I picked up a lot of the Fall of the Hulks stuff with the Red Hulk and the Red She Hulk and, and everything that's going on there, leading up to World War Hulks. Uh, right. Where everyone in the world or a lot of people have been turned into hulks, <laughs> and I mean it's 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 a neat storyline. You know, I, I I was really kind of enjoying it, and I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Right. But with this stuff with Siege, you know, the fallout from Secret Invasion with the Dark Reign, and then now Siege is all the heroes are going to take back over the thing, and now the Age of Heroes. It's like they're selling back into a good status quo, but I'm afraid that I don't know. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what they're doing. So. I have to catch up. So yeah, yeah, I have no clue. Uh, like Marvel is, they're they're really throwing stuff around right now. I mean, everybody like in the in the Avengers and and in the X Men, they, they they they're putting a lot of people in teams that yeah, yeah. you would never expect to. And then now I'm thinking that you know the X Men when when I heard like the characters that they're that they're putting in, it just seems like another set of Avengers or something like that. They could easily be other yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Like, it's, rather than X-Men. You know, the thing about X-Men is it just has to... that You know, they need to be mutants. They don't need to be just superhumans. They need to be mutants. And so, I don't know. Um, well, guys, it is, it is past 3 o'clock in the a.m. on the East Coast. <laughs> so, I think we're going to wrap up. Thanks for sticking around, Mark. Thanks for getting your okay. mic working. No problem. Sorry about that before. Oh, no problem, man. And being a part of this, Corey, of course, thanks for being a part of things. And, Thank and, uh, and guys, it's been a blast. I appreciate you guys sticking around to talk to us tonight. It's been awesome. Thanks, for, thanks, Steve. All right, man. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. Take See care. See ya. And two and a half hours later, you've done it. You have made it through the Geek Out Loud impromptu call-in spectacular. 
Thanks so much for sticking with us. Hope you've enjoyed this. We will do it in the future because it turned out so well. Watch your Twitter feed. Watch the Facebook page. We've got a new Facebook page uh, over at uh, Facebook. We had a group, and, and I forget who put that together, and I just want to say thank you for that. Um, but the Big Honkin' Show page has been doing so well that, uh, that I decided to go ahead and do a Geek Out Loud page over there. And probably what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks you're going to see maybe, maybe, we're, we're working on some things with different people. You're maybe going to see the forums get shut down. So uh, the place to be is Facebook and over on the face, as it were. Other, otherwise, leave comments and that sort of thing on the website, geekoutpodcast.com. Uh, if you've got something to say about the episode, something you heard that you want to comment on, there's always the comment section there. I do check those. I do see those. And as we get things rolling, we'll figure out ways to interact that is that are um, available to everybody. One way that you can interact, of course, is through email. And email me at geekoutonline, geekoutonline, at gmail.com. That's geekoutonline at gmail.com. We've got a whole bunch of mail, as we always do, to to dig in. I haven't ignored you. I haven't forgotten about you, and we're definitely going to get that done. Hey, tune in in just a couple of days for my incredible interview. I was so excited because they're my new favorite band. Uh, Tune in for my interview with uh, the lead singer, Jesse Harnell, of Rock Sugar. So uh, that's what's coming down the pike. And, of course, Geek Out Loud will be here in the month of May for you and uh, probably with some emails being read and some other stuff. You never know what's going to happen with the Geek Out Loud. So stick around. Thank you so much for being who you are. That is the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. And uh, your support means the world to me. It means a lot to me that late at night I could just go on Twitter and suddenly have 10 or 12 people who wanted to talk. There were several people who didn't get a chance to. To those of you who were in the quote-unquote green room, I'm still in that from Michael Bailey. Um, thank you for coming in and, and trying to get on. And, and I'm sorry that you know we just had to take people in the order that they came on. And, uh, and I'm, I apologize for not getting to you. But maybe next time, hopefully next time, and there will be a next time. So until next time, I'm Steve Glosson, and we'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud.